Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Wrestling Rehap Up podcast. I'm your host, Mari Forth, and with me, as always, my co-host, my tag team partner, the Nia Jax to my Shayna Baszler, Mr. Matt Scott. How you doing, Matt? I'm good, but do I have to start screaming about my hole now? Or, you know, it's a Reginald show. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great, it's been a great week, Mari. Uh, and just excited to be here. It's a great way to start out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, it's been a week. It's been a week. It's officially been a week since WrestleMania Saturday, WrestleMania Night One, however you want to phrase it. Yeah. How has the week been, Matt? How how have you been feeling throughout this week? Yeah, and I think WrestleMania weekend was definitely a lot, um, and there was so much mm-hmm. going on. I feel like this WrestleMania weekend was more like a week and a half of Mania because there was the Hall of Fame, yes. two nights mm-hmm. of NXT. There was a lot to digest. And then we had the fallout, Raw After Mania, which is mm-hmm. historic, and you have to tune in for that. So it's been a lot, but you know we're here now. We have our post-Mania episode officially and mm-hmm. i'm i'm happy to dive in and we have a really exciting guest today so let's of do course. this yeah like like you said wrestlemania weekend week week and a half it felt so long for us and we said this on our previous podcast it's been such an amazing journey and to get to wrestlemania and then wrestlemania being like our our destination here and just it being just so much like mm. but we took over we did the ig takeovers yes mania itself that that rain delay matt we barely even got to talk about that the rain delay no that was wild one. that, that was, was actually so wild crazy. yeah it was yeah like, <laughs> Could you imagine like WrestleMania just stopping like for rain? I was worried that the show might not start for a lot longer. And then even during the first match, we saw the announced team standing because I'm assuming it was probably still drizzling a little bit. Right. Um, We've never seen commentary with umbrellas. Yeah. Good note. Good note. (laughs) Exactly. So it was just like it was such a lot going on. And we if you haven't listened to our reactions, our our direct like right after WrestleMania, we did reaction podcast because we wanted that raw feeling of just like spewing into the microphone what we thought. But uh today we're gonna give you a more a new our polished, our normal, like very thoughtful going over some of our favorite moments for WrestleMania. No, not polished. I was like, are we? We try. We do our best. People are kind to us. So yeah, Yeah, we're gonna definitely dive in and go through a little bit of what we saw this week, but definitely touch on WrestleMania again with like even clearer heads because we didn't have those gut reactions. Um, Mm -hmm. I will definitely not be fawning over Bianca and Sasha as much as I was on Saturday, immediately following the main event, but um, (laughs) still my moment, my WrestleMania moment. So I am definitely gonna we're probably gonna talk about them a lot as always i was about to say i plan to fawn all over them so uh <laughs> whatever he doesn't do i'll do extra <laughs> and our, we had the pleasure again of taking over rehat graham's instagram for the weekend we both did a day uh matt you did uh wrestlemania saturday mm-hmm. i took over wrestlemania sunday how was your overall experience taking over that ig 
it was great. And I think the highlight, at least for me personally, was being able to create a rehapsler for a few different people in the RHAP community. Um, Kirsten McInnes became Kirsten and had a cat gimmick. Don't mess with cats and don't mess with Kirsten is Mm -hmm. her slogan. So we had a lot of different characters. Shannon had one, you know, a lot of fun. And Mm -hmm. it was just a good time to share what we're doing here on this little podcast with the rest of of the RHAP universe. And I would say I would have stuck with your gimmick. I would have called her Kirsten. Wait, I would have called her Kirsten and mm-hmm. I would have had her with the cat. However, I would have had it as had her as like a sorceress gimmick. Like Kirsten, sorceress, witch with the black cat type deal. Like a like a little bit of that. I wasn't going to give it away, you know, for, for future purposes, potentially, but um, uh, I'll sure. take that note down sure, uh, just, yeah. just in case. Now we know. Yes, uh, I took over on Sunday. It was a lot of fun. I was like, I don't know what I'm going to show these people because I was I was um, at my husband's like childhood house. We had uh, went back to Jersey for yeah. the weekend. Um and I was like, I'm in a I'm in a room full of like comic books and and uh, eagles paraphernalia everywhere. People are going to be like, what is going on in her background? But it was yeah. so much fun. Um, I I did promo class. I wish more people would have asked me to cut a promo on them. I did get to do one. Or, I did get to do one. That was really fun. I, I love a good promo. I hope people learned. I, I did some promo tips. What did you think, Matt? I mean, to borrow from Bryce Mar, you were bringing that heat and that smoke, and they didn't know <laughs> what to expect. So, um, you know what? You you did a great job with that, and I love taking some of those promo tips from you. Hopefully, you could apply them in this podcast a little right. bit. So, th- thanks for doing that. It was cool to kind of see like our different styles with um, with how we approach that, and I hope that people are able to tune in for for all of that. Yes, and that was fun. And then also, if you want to see my very, very interesting attempt at uh, transitions, <laughs> showing <laughs> off my women's wrestling merch that I had, that is uh, that was there. That was there. Uh, I don't know if I accidentally pinned it to to the uh, like it's there for a while, but maybe we can ask our guests. But it was really technology. Fun. It, it, I know. Yeah, I, I, I know nothing about it. Um, but yeah, so it was fun. And then, of course, we had to follow up. Uh, we had Bryce last week for mm-hmm. It's a Look. And oh, my God, that was one of the best show. Again, <sighs> we have to say it eight million times. That was really one of the best shows we've ever done. The yeah. video uh, also just doing like a video podcast for it was amazing. We got a lot of good feedback for that. Um and how, just how, how could you not? Great. How could you not love Bryce? Yeah. And that was just so amazing for him to stop in for us to go through everyone. His reaction to the fiend of all people was just. <laughs> we were getting other comments just specifically about that moment, especially. So Bryce was amazing, and then we, of course, if you are a Purple Pants podcast listener, were mm-hmm. on the Purple Pants podcast, the Bermuda Triangle episode, mm-hmm. uh, where we delivered the church announcements. So yes. that was a little bit of, of what happened as follow up to that. But Mari, any any other thoughts before we get ready to dive in? No, it was just a great week. It was just a, a, a whirlwind of a week. We had it it was just so much fun. Like being that involved in um in the WrestleMania week was just it was just fun. It really was getting to to take in all of it and then come and share it with our, our listeners was um really 
just enhanced the the viewing for me, to be quite honest. Making his way to the podcast, coming to us live from his apartment in Hollywood, California. I mean, we could just say LA, but like really Hollywood, California, the people's podcaster, the founder of what we all know as Rehapplemania, otherwise known as Rob has a podcast, co-founder of Push Show Recaps, he is the one, the only, the podfather, Rob Sesternino. Yes. 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 Bell rings. We finally have a bell. I know. Finally. (laughs) Wow. Matt, I would Welcome. appreciate it if you if you could work in the the bad boy of podcasting. Also, <laughs> yeah, I don't want to. I mean, that might be part of your Crater Hapsler gimmick. I don't want to spoil mm-hmm. any of what Mari and I do. So um, it's great to have you here. Great yes. to have the bad boy of podcasting with yes. us in this world of bad boys and bad girls. Yes, uh, thank you both for having me on, and uh, this is such a pleasure. And uh, you know, I'm just uh, so impressed with everything that you two have done here with the wrestling wrap up well you know like we said i say it every day i thank you so much for letting us do this crazy wrestling uh podcast on your network uh we've been so fortunate uh to have a lot of you know have people reach out to us say that they love um they love hearing from us and it's through you that we have this platform so we just want to thank you yeah, yeah and just to, to think about your mentions, Rob, for our podcast being part of the reality TV rehab ups. We, ha- we thank you for, for dealing with that, uh, that blowback too. So thanks a lot. <laughs> <laughs> you think I've got a lot of negative feedback? Tons. No, no. <laughs> No, we have we have not. Uh, just uh, you know, it, it's just uh, the amount of work that you two both put into this show really comes through. Uh, also, as a guest now, the amount of homework that you have to do to be on this Ooh. show uh, is impressive. We're we're not messing around here. And the no. funny thing is, you got it light. Ask Puya. Go and ask Puya <laughs> how many clips he had to watch because of when he came on, or mm-hmm. like a lot of our our guests because. We just sent you a few clips just to wrap up WrestleMania real quick. We didn't mm-hmm. even go through a full week. Yeah. Grace, Grace with it when we had it when we covered AEW as well. Oh my god, probably gosh. like forty clips or something yeah. like that. Yeah, so it's, oh my god, it's amazing. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. it and it's true. Like we love we love making sure our guests are prepared. So um, we're glad yeah. that you found it kind of easy to navigate that. Yeah. Well, you two really do like sort of like the inverse of what I do on like the Survivor and Big Brother podcast where it's like I take one hour of television and I turn it into hours and hours and hours. And you two (laughs) have hours and hours and hours of stuff to turn into uh, a shorter form of... uh, Yeah. Exactly. And this is is really therapeutic for us two to be able to go through all of it each and every week. So, um, you know what? Well, we could go a lot longer, Rob, if you want to see. This could be the longest (laughs) podcast uh, on the network if you want it to be today. Right. If if we wanted to take the belt from Ali and Akiva, we really could. (laughs) Yeah. But we're not. We'll come for them later. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) Be a good tag team uh, battle at some point. 
You're yeah, right. we'll have to have them on for that. Uh, so yeah. that's yeah, exactly. What would but, that look like? Where it's just like Akiva is just being like pummeled in the ring throughout the entire match. He's just trying <laughs> yeah. like to crawl to Allie <laughs> to tap. No, I, I think I think Allie's going to be the one beating him up. It's going <laughs> to yeah. We're going to have to pull them apart. It's going to be a total mess. I don't yeah. know if there's going to be a finish. Probably end in a no contest, but. That's look. It, uh, that's an entertaining tag team, that's Rob. So we need that mm-hmm. in the wrestling world. Has that Allie ever happened Akiva. in a tag team match where then it turns into a three on one where the <laughs> tag team partner starts beating up their own partner along with the other team? That sounds like something that could, but definitely happened in the Attitude Era. Back in the Attitude oh, Era, totally. everybody was beating people up. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I would not be surprised. Uh, let us know on Twitter. Yeah, <laughs> uh, your, yeah. your favorite double turn, uh, double cross moment. Right. Uh, tweet us. Yeah, yeah, tweet at us. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like these uh, tag teams always break up like not during a match, uh, but it would be interesting if they ever like broke up during the match. That's so yeah. true. Like I'm really thinking. I'm trying to like stretch my mind to think about it. But I am like I'm on wrestling overload at this point. I can I can only remember what happened three days ago, let alone mm-hmm. thirty years. But mm-hmm. yeah. that is well, I, I, that sounds peak attitude era. I'm well, it, uh, on the flip side, Rob. Have you ever seen just like a podcast break up in the middle of the <laughs> podcast? You know, just steel chairs um, left and right. I can feel it coming. I've never seen the <laughs> like. Usually, if the podcast breaks up on the podcast, that that tends to like be an unaired episode. Good, good to know. <laughs> I was about to say, cue Matt walking out. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> like maybe we have to do it. Yeah, yeah. Like, maybe it is a live show, but usually it's like. Uh, <laughs> After the fact, it's a it's a blow up, and then uh, hey, uh, yeah, we're uh, we decided we're going to take a quick break from the podcast. <laughs> oh man! Well, oh. we're here. We're here to celebrate all of the teams that are together. All that that uh, we've really been able to enjoy. There are no breakups happening this week in the world of wrestling, and yeah, I think we're we're about ready to dive into the highlights of the week the highlights of the podcast yeah so uh this week we're going to do something a little bit different we're just going to go through some of the highlights talking again more about wrestlemania um most likely the fallout from most of the wrestlemania matches that we had um and then also just kind of maybe highlight some of the storylines that we've been talking about throughout the podcast and how we feel that technically WWE markets the WrestleMania as like the, you know, the season finale, like another season has started now, you know, so we'll see. We'll talk about what we think. Did we get some final answers on some of these storylines? Does it seem like some of these storylines are going to drag a little bit further? So, um, like always, all of our highlights will be found in our show notes on our playlist. So if you can always watch and follow along. Um, in, in the show notes and the highlights. So uh, we're going to get started. What is in line for one of the matches of the night? I mean, it's in line. That's it. People are really, Whoa. you know, not for me. We already know what the match of the night for me was, but a lot of people were talking about it. On Saturday night, on WrestleMania night one, we had Bad Bunny and Damian Priest versus The Miz and John Morrison. And the match was a banger. Um, we talked about it just uh, that night, how impressed we were. Matt, a week, it's a week later. How do you still feel? How do you feel about the match? 
Ooh, so this match was just a lot of fun. And I think anything with WrestleMania where you're going in and really not sure what to expect, not mm-hmm. sure what WWE is going to give us really, not sure how performers will do is great. And Bad Bunny not only showed up to perform at WrestleMania, but he worked like 75% of the match. He was all mm-hmm. over the place. He was giving it his all. And it's so clear not to bring Logan Paul into this, but to contrast him <laughs> with Logan Paul, uh, not to get any any you know, smoke over there with Logan Paul, but you know it's it was great to see that Bad Bunny is truly a wrestling fan and leaning into it, and I hope we see him again. <laughs> I don't know where he was uh, this week on Monday, maybe mm-hmm. maybe uh, icing himself a little bit, but uh, yeah, that was an awesome match. Like, what was what was a highlight of that one for you, Mari? So, I mean, it was a great match. And so it, it, go, it goes into our first highlight. The Miz and John mm. Morrison were on Miz TV with Maurice. I was kind of confused why Maurice was there. I guess they're just yeah. plugging <laughs> Mr. and Mrs. I think. Yeah, Miz and Mrs. And basically, um, the Miz took credit for how good the match was. Yeah. Rob, what did you think about this clip overall? Yeah, so um, first of all, I, I thought yes. that um, The Miz and then, of course, the mayor of Slamtown, who we're super yes. familiar with, uh, mm-hmm. I think that they're, you know, very fun. And I like this segment. And, uh, you know, I wondered, have you either of you watched the show uh, Miz and Mrs.? Is that something that's, that's interesting? Um, so I've, I watched like the first season, like because it would come right on after Raw, and sometimes I'd just leave my TV on and I'd I'd watch a little bit of it. Yeah. They're on season like four or something now, I think. And what do they do? What are they doing that? It's yeah. really entertaining. They just get into shenanigans, to be quite honest. And yeah. the first, literally, <laughs> the first, that's what I was going to say. It's just shenanigans. Yeah, it's just shenanigans. The first season, it was just them. It was just uh, Ms. and Maurice. But since it's been like they've had two kids since, and then they were moving, and and then it, uh, Maurice's parents would be on sometimes, and you know how like old people are funny. So like, <laughs> it's a it's a pretty funny show. It's just your your typical reality TV show where they they follow. A, a couple. It's kind of like Creasley. Creasley knows best in a sense. Like mm-hmm. they just follow them as they do wacky shenanigans. So it's pretty cool. It's yeah, not that bad. they just like run errands and stuff. Yeah, like yeah. and then uh, they. Uh, I know one one season. You know, Miz. They plan their um their gender reveal parties, and they they show you behind the scenes of doing that. Uh, when they had moved, they had moved from like Hollywood to like I don't Texas. Know, Texas, yes. And then they they were there for like not even a few months and then moved right back. So it's just it's literally shenanigans. Yeah. That's okay. all it is. But yeah. it's yeah. so funny sometimes. Yeah. So yeah, they were they were taking uh, a lot of the credit for uh mm-hmm. the the success yeah. of the match uh with uh the bad bunny and then uh Damian Priest was like uh very offended uh, about that. Can I just exactly. go Damien Priest and his gimmick uh, is is he actually a priest? Why why is it, or is it like his name is just priest? You know, I have I have many questions about his gimmick, Rob. He is not actually a priest. His right. name is Priest, but I don't really understand him. He's he's a very flashy. He comes out in very flashy garb. Let's say, yeah, you know, in his bright purple, mm-hmm. and his purple pants. Um, and you know what? I I don't really know what's going on with Damian like, Priest right now. It's like rock star archer. He likes archery a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, other things. 
He's yeah, he's he goes by the archer of infamy. And yes. he was just like in NXT, he was kind of just like a, a cool, like badass kind of, you know? And um he his raw debut, it's basically kind of been the same. It's like he's he's Puerto Rican, from what I understand, and him and Bad Bunny speak Spanish together. But he's right. just cool. He's honestly just cool. That that's what it that's what it is. They don't put a lot of thought into some of these characters anymore, Rob, yeah. unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um so that that's that's just it. I thought it was wild that, you know, he just got done with at WrestleMania that he and Bad Bunny fought uh the Miz and John Morrison. And then mm-hmm. on Monday he agreed to fight them by himself uh, without yeah. even Bad Bunny. I mean, it almost, to me, yeah. makes uh, Bad Bunny feel like uh, insignificant. It's like, hey, I don't even need Bad Bunny. I'll fight both of you by myself. I mean, fair enough. I mean, yeah. I don't... To, and another point, you know, t- to add to that, Rob, is that Damian Priest barely wrestled in that match. He didn't have to. Bad Bunny did yeah. all of the oh, work. He was fresh. So, he was yeah. yeah, he was fresh. So maybe that's maybe that's what's going on. Also, Miz was wearing well, for the most part, he was yeah, wearing a suit. Yeah. By the end, he wasn't yeah. really wearing much of Nothing. much at all. But uh <laughs> and then Morrison, you know, he was probably wearing some tight jeans. He wasn't able to have the same range of mobility. So that's that my was excuse. Really for that. weird. That was so weird. Like I was like, they were out here in dress clothes and jeans, and they are legit wrestling. I was like, all right, but Basically, Miz Miz was taking credit for the match. Uh, Damian Priest was like, "Yo, I'm offended. You know, Bad Bunny worked really hard. You know, don't take credit." And then Miz pointed out, like, those headlines don't say anything about you, Damian Priest. Like they said everything about Bad Bunny. And I think Damian Priest challenged him to the handicap match to kind of prove himself. But it do- it didn't work because you know Miz and Morrison are heels. In a handicap match, uh, like they cheated. Not to mention Maurice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Maurice helped with the. Was she in on it? Was she in on it that she came up on the apron and and Damian no. Priest was like so polite. He's like, ma'am, ma'am, please. I just, <laughs> yeah. I, I'm operating here, ma'am, ma'am. I don't want to see you get hurt. Yes, Maurice is always in, in, in yeah. on it. Like Maurice is amazing. Like I, everybody knows who listens. I love a good manager. I love a good valet. Mm-hmm. Maurice uh, used to be Mrs. Valet, and she always puts him over the top. Like just that snotty it couple type vibe is just it works for them so well. And they were heels, but she'd been gone for the last like three or four years because uh she'd been she'd been having kids for him. And I'm actually I do hope this means she's coming back, but we just don't know. Um mm-hmm, but I, yeah. I love Ms. and Maurice together. And if she comes back, I think that might mean that it drives a wedge between him and John Morrison. So maybe we're 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 leaning into a Ms. and John Morrison um uh program. So it'll be good to mm-hmm. see. Yeah, I hope they don't break them up, though. Rob, Rob, what do you think overall of just having The Miz and Morrison together? There's obviously I mean, I like both of them. I'm a, yeah. I'm a fan of both of them. I, I, I really, uh, I, I, ironically, it's uh, two of the you know people on the <laughs> WWE roster that I've met. Uh, in, oh, wow. In, yeah, mm-hmm. that I uh, you know, got, to, got to meet uh, the mayor of Slamtown when he came mm-hmm. through Survivor. Um, that, you know, I met him. I went to a David Wright had a watch party for uh, the Edge of Extinction premiere and John Morrison was there. Uh, I got to hang out with him a little bit on uh, on that night. And way back when, you know, back in my like uh, crazy days, uh, like when I used to go to like Johnny Fairplay's house and <laughs> yeah. you have like yeah. all the like reality people over that right. uh, I played a, a 
poker game uh, against the Miz, and I, I won. It was me and him heads up in Texas Hold'em, That's and so I outlasted cool. the Miz. Oh my gosh! <laughs> was he trying to get you? Was he trying to get you into the world of wrestling? Was were there any talks for either of them about you? No, you know, because look, neither neither of them tried to talk to tried to recruit me. I mean, I don't think that the Miz even knew who, uh, like, uh, knew my resume or backstory from anything. Hey. I was just the guy that happened to be at Johnny Fairplay's house. Fair <laughs> enough. Fair mm-hmm. enough. Yeah. yeah. And, and, yeah. Oh, God, yeah. Johnny Fairplay's house. Lots of, I'm sure, a lot. There's another wrestling guy of all yeah. people. Oh, so. right. Oh, uh, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it, this was good. I mean, it gives us nothing to really wrap up, to be quite honest. Uh, Bad no. Buddy is going on tour. They did announce that during um, night two of WrestleMania that he's going on tour. But from everything that we've read, going on tour with wrestling or doing his own his own his own tour. He 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 put like uh, during WrestleMania night two, there was like a um, like a vision. I don't know. It was like a uh, a commercial. For it, I don't even know how many cities was on that map. How many cities yeah. is that? I, don't like, know. I, I, I don't. didn't even know people were going on tour. Yeah, I, it's like a hundred city tour what? of the U.S. He gonna be busy for a while. Let's yeah, hope probably. Could. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, yeah. God will. For, we'll see. Yeah. for for all intents and purposes, they're saying that um, he is dedicated to coming back to the WWE and wrestling periodically. So he might. Um, be on like a part-time schedule or something like that but he mm-hmm. loves it and i just want to just quickly go to that wrestlemania match he really sold his butt off i just he i rewatched the match and he was in there most of the time he literally was in there most of the time like matt said mm-hmm. uh john uh damian priest was waiting for the hot tag and bunny just sold everything that miz and morrison delivered to him and it was it was amazing like selling i think selling can be the hardest part of wrestling to be quite honest and it's the most important part of wrestling to me personally if you don't sell your opponent's moves then why are we even here you know what I'm saying? like what mm-hmm. are we even doing here yeah so he was getting he ragged all, he was getting ragdolled around mm-hmm. just left and right and but that was the thing that was so impressive that he was just taking so much of a beating from mm-hmm. the two but he he like had a way of regardless of the moves he had a way of at least acknowledging the crowd and showing and like mm-hmm. you know uh hulking up yeah. you know and just mm-hmm. all of that was was beautiful and well done and it is kind of a shame that we won't see him back in a match For a while, really right. soon yeah and again one more time i have to give it up to the miz the miz is hands down one of the safest workers in wwe mm. he said it so many times he rarely injured i i forget he said it on one of his programs like he he's barely ever injured and again the as much trust as it takes that they they put a super a global international superstar into the miz's hands again shout out to john morrison as well but they are just some of the safest work workers ever and it's just great to see all of that paid off at wrestlemania speaking of the miz though i'm i I still am wondering from that match on raw at the end, we see Damian Priest reaches over, grabs him by the belt loops. The pants come off, kind of. His <laughs> pants ripped, but the announcers didn't really acknowledge it. And I, was that an accident or what was going on there? Rob? <laughs> um, yeah, I'm, I have it open in another tab right now. Oh. Uh, 
Um, mm, he was just he was just questions. half naked by the end of the the match. Yeah, I, I don't know if I, I would have brought it up. It was part but... of the, the the act because I mean I mean, that I mean you, you have him start in a suit to end in his underwear. I mean that the shirt came <laughs> off, the, the, and that's the natural progression. The pants came off, so I don't think it was a wardrobe <laughs> malfunction. Right. <laughs> the announcers didn't really reference it or lean into it as much as I'm used to. Oh, I like, see oh my saying. god, his pants! His pants <laughs> came up. We didn't get that. So I that's that was it for me. But uh, well, the I'll announce team it, is the announce yeah. team is kind of fresh now. So. Yeah, they are yeah, they are actually really new with some reshuffling happening. Mm-hmm. So maybe that yeah. was it. Maybe that's uh it. Rob, any final thoughts on uh the Miz, John Morrison, Bad Bunny, and Damian Priest? Uh, no, no, no final thoughts on that specifically, but, uh, I just wanted to weigh in if I could on, I know that there were people in the stands on at WrestleMania, but, um, Mm -hmm. this is the first time I'm watching like a wrestling event without the crowd there. Oh yeah. And Mm -hmm. I have to say, uh, I thought that it's great what they do with the screens. Uh, like, I think you've like, uh, you kind of forget that that's an empty arena. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Me and Matt were talking. Yeah, we were talking about it on the uh, exactly. one of our reaction um, podcasts that like having the fans back was actually weird and jarring to us. It was distracting. Because, mm-hmm. Yeah, so it was very distracting because we got used to the Thunderdome. Uh, Matt was in the Thunderdome one week. He got a uh, shout was. out. Yeah, shout out to the Killer Queen. They provided us with um, some virtual uh, passes to the th- Thunderdome. Yes. And um, Matt was there and they basically tell you when to like look up and and cheer Mm -hmm. and all of that. They do a lot of like telling you to give a thumbs up or thumbs down. So if you're watching, you'll see a lot of a lot of this. It's strange. It's really strange. Yes. And then they pipe in the booze. They pipe Mm -hmm. in the booze and the chants and all that. So like it is weird. It's definitely weird, but it helps the story along like the, the I have been in crowds that have hijacked WrestleMania. Uh, that have, I'm sorry, that have hijacked uh, wrestling matches. I've been there. I, w- I was there. In, I was in the crowd for the infamous like Cesaro um, pulls down the beach ball and pops the beach ball incident. Our, some mm-hmm. of our listeners will get that. Um, so like sometimes the fans can be distracting. They can take away from um, the storyline. But a lot of the wrestlers, the superstars said that they they wouldn't have it any other way. They would still love being in front of the fans. And we're not, that's not a knock on, on the fans. It's just true. It's just, it's just a whole different experience. And we've gotten so used to this Thunderdome so that when we saw WrestleMania, it was, it was quite weird. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah. So as somebody who's just checking in this, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm glad that you found it pretty interesting. All the screens and stuff. Yeah. I love it. I'm going to get that yeah. behind me, friend. Uh, we'll have a, a know-it-alls like that. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, you you could have been doing live shows all pandemic mm-hmm. long just with the screens around you. And maybe you have, I don't know, like 100 computers set up. I don't, I don't know mm-hmm. the logistics of this, but I don't know the logistics. there's still time to explore mm-hmm. and do this, Rob. Okay, we'll look right. into it. We will. Okay, so uh, next up, our next clip we have uh, so, oh, this, this hurts me. So I know I'm trying, you, Matt. You know, so at WrestleMania, uh, the Raw Women's Championship was on the line. It was Oscar versus Rhea Ripley. Um, 
I think we so we talked about how that match was adequate enough. It was okay. It was it was okay to me. Like I there was no complaints for me about that match. I think it was a solid match. Uh all of the booking made sense. Again, I thought Rhea, I was I was surprised because it did seem like in that match Rhea went full heel. Um, at least in the way that she was talking to Asuka and hitting Asuka. I thought she was full heel. I feel like on Raw, they kind of did a weird retcon because I I don't know if I would have immediately thought that Rhea came off as a heel. Um, But I guess the biggest story, unfortunately, is we have to put that on the back burner (laughs) because Charlotte Flair came out and uh, gave a promo talking about missing WrestleMania, and <laughs> so. Laurie, how do you how do you feel about Charlotte nowadays? I know you weren't the biggest fan before, but why would you set me up like this? <laughs> like, I'm just, you- I, I'm just checking. Maybe you, maybe this promo and her turning over a new leaf really got to you. No, <laughs> I, I I appreciate. Let me start with the highlights. I appreciate Charlotte can give a promo. Charlotte can deliver a promo. Charlotte can even more deliver a heel promo. This was a a heel promo. Her delivery, perfect. Her words, I don't agree with half of them, but I get it. it's It's a standard heel promo in a sense of I, you know, I am the best. I am better than all of the women. She started naming the women, which I was like, uh, okay, all right. You're name. You're you're saying you're better than all the women who performed on WrestleMania. She skipped the team too. I think she skipped the Riot Squad. Somebody uh, pointed out, which is like okay, very, very yeah. exactly. Um, and then the the one thing I again I didn't agree with. I'm now I'm going to go into the bad part. Uh oh. Her calling herself the opportunity. She is the opportunity. <laughs> Thank you. No, girl. I have questions. No. That the, okay, yeah. I get the I get the convention. It's like I'm not the blank, or I, you know, it, like it's weird. What does it mean that she's the opportunity? She she's basically saying that everybody wants the opportunity to face her, and and that's mm-hmm. where I very strongly disagree. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I guess before I really really get knee deep into this rant, <laughs> Rob, as somebody who doesn't follow wrestling, yeah. the promo itself. How did what did it make you feel? Yeah, uh, very good. I, I was wondering why was she not included in WrestleMania? Like, I feel like that she's a uh, you know big. I've heard I've heard you talk about her before on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, I obviously know Ric Flair, so yes. uh, I feel like why they have two nights of WrestleMania, they couldn't uh, fit Charlotte Flair in. Yeah, and I well, actually have some. So here's where I'm before Mari before you respond. I want to add to Rob's question because I'm a little confused in the storyline. Yeah. You know, in kayfabe, why she wasn't included? I don't know if they gave a proper explanation. She did have COVID, but that was yeah. also like a you know a that was handful of weeks before. That was about yeah. a month ago at this point. Yeah. So. Non kayfabe, and I'm gonna say allegedly a lot of times here. Um, allegedly, recently her fiance was released from WWE. He was he was released uh, Andrade, um, yeah. and allegedly 
she asked for his release. She 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 pulled her his strings for him to be released, and uh, allegedly one of the uh, <laughs> the the. Uh, the terms they come to is like, okay, well, if we release him, then you have to miss out on WrestleMania, allegedly. And then on top of that, uh, there was like this this health the, this health situation um, where allegedly WWE's health staff may have um, misdiagnosed her and kept her off the card. So. Uh, there's no kayfabe reason, Matt. Okay. There's no kayfabe reason okay. as to why she missed. Wait, when you say they misdiagnosed her, did she did she actually have COVID? No, no she it, had, it, yeah, she had was, COVID, but they thought that she was pregnant, and then she wasn't pregnant, and okay. it was there was a lot of back and forth around that. Yes. Okay, because you got to book these WrestleMania matches like weeks and weeks in advance. If somebody is like <laughs> their health status is up in the air, right? <laughs> well, Rob. Uh, let me, let me tell you. No, that's not the case anymore. <laughs> no, no, we just—it's to change it up on the fly. Yeah, they yes, just sometimes love to, they love yes. to just throw things together. That happened with a few of the matches we're talking about. We're talking about yeah, Asuka versus Rhea Ripley match. Yeah. that literally came together like a week and a half before WrestleMania. Yes, mm-hmm. originally Charlotte Flair was supposed to be in this spot on WrestleMania facing Lacey Evans for the Smack. Uh, the Raw, sorry, Raw Women's Championship. But then Lacey got pregnant a, a month and a half ago, which took her out of the the t- the picture. Then uh, a few weeks ago, we we got maybe um an inkling that it would be Charlotte versus Asuka and then all of the rest of that stuff went down and so now we have Rhea versus Asuka and now we have Charlotte stepping back into that spotlight so I answered that please keep going on how you felt about oh. this promo okay uh, and then, and then <laughs> wh- why did she want her husband to be released uh, because it- <laughs> it's not like it, it, it wasn't her uh, trying to get rid of her husband in any way. Yes. It was because he didn't want to be with the company anymore. Okay. So she yeah. was helping her husband and using her, him, her yes. star power, and essentially. To who is who is her husband on Andrade? He goes by Andrade Cien Almas in okay. WWE, but his real name is like Manny something. He really, really wanted his release. And they were, WWE is infamous for hoarding talent. They'd rather hoard them and then let them go and be great somewhere else. Mm-hmm. So um, she used her pull to actually get him out of the contract Got instead it. of, you know, a better spot on the card. So we don't, we, but this is all again, allegedly, we don't, we don't know. But the biggest thing is she's coming back. She she's, declaring that she is the opportunity um and again rob any any more questions about this promo no no i I think i i got it uh and then uh yeah but she was she was expressing her her grievance uh which sets up what she's going to do later exactly and so this is what this is where i i i say like again my my dislike of Charlotte Flair, the character, comes through her booking. I really just do not like how they book her. I, I, it annoys me to no end how they book her. And for her to call herself the opportunity is kind of a slap in the face to a lot of women, only because when they get the opportunity to face her, 
I'm sorry. She they get buried. She buries people. It's like people talk about John Cena and his golden shovel, but Charlotte has a golden diamond studded shovel. I don't I don't care. That's how I feel. And Rhea Ripley in particular um, has felt this at last year's WrestleMania. Rhea Ripley was the NXT Women's Champion. Uh, Charlotte had just won the Rumble and Charlotte had uh, Charlotte had uh, uh, chosen Rhea Ripley to to face off at WrestleMania. Rhea was an up and coming star. She had just gotten the belt two months prior if I remember correctly, and Charlotte beat her for it. And it didn't really make any sense as to why Charlotte would win that match when Charlotte was already, you know, in the books and Rhea was just up and coming. And it, it, the loss hurt Rhea so badly that she wasn't on TV for a good two to three months directly after it. Rhea is actually have to build her character all the way back up to where she is now having that good showing in the rumble to now being on the, on the, the raw women's champion. So this is especially a slap in the face. The only way this will work is if Rhea gets her revenge. So later on the, in the night, Rhea Ripley is going up against Asuka in a WrestleMania rematch. It is not a very good match. I hate to say it. I don't really like judging the quality of the matches, but something about this match just really did feel very off. Um, Asuka versus Rhea. And uh, Charlotte came out, interrupted the match. There's a disqualification because Charlotte just beat them both down. She just interrupted the match and beat both Asuka and Rhea down. So the only way this is any if palatable to me is if we eventually get Rhea versus Charlotte and then Rhea gets her win back to seal her victory and to be like, yeah, I'm the champion. If that's not what we're getting, please do not book this. <laughs> oh, Mario. I'm, I always feel so bad when you talk about Charlotte because I, I, I think of like that scene in Clue where it's just flames, like flames mm. in your face. Inside and Inside my face. Oh, oh man, I'm I'm starting to feel it. But I'm confused. I have I have a very specific uh gripe with this situation, which is that Charlotte was barefoot when she ran out. I, I don't understand why she this is the thing, just come here to Russell. She did she had them and then she threw them off and then kicked Ray in the face. And I just don't think that's sanitary. No. Um do a lot of wrestlers wrestle bare feet? Uh like I was I was watching uh then uh Riddle Mm -hmm. Riddle. also and he's uh, wrestling and like uh I don't think I've ever seen that before in my life uh before. Yeah. Yeah. He has an MMA background. Uh, he has an yeah. MMA background, so he likes to wrestle barefoot. But some some wrestlers did like did, but then it if you mess up your ankle, like Rusev used to wrestle uh, without shoes, right. but then he twisted his ankle and now mm. he has boots. So it it barely happens because it's just not safe to be quite honest. Yeah, and it was safe. a big thing with. I feel like there are probably a number of Samoan wrestlers yeah. that were oh, constantly yeah. barefoot, and then also um, uh, the, the Von Erichs, the Von yeah. Erich family out of oh, Texas, yeah. which is really old school mm-hmm. before mm-hmm. our time. Um, you know, they were all barefoot. I think so. Yeah, yeah no, it's not that the common. Texas tornado. The Texas yeah, tornado. tornado. That's right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, uh, Rob, how did you? What did you think about the the attack and all of that? That uh, Charlotte. 
<laughs> yeah, I didn't have uh, any, like, you know, because I'm not uh, super familiar with uh, either of the women that were uh, wrestling. wrestling. So, mm-hmm. uh, I, you know, Charlotte Flair was the person I knew the best out of these three. So uh-huh. uh, I was like, oh, okay, here comes Charlotte. And you're and you're the exact audience they want to capture with her because, well, you know, Ric Flair. If you, yeah. yeah, yeah. So exactly. So, so for I, the casuals, yeah. Yes, for the casuals, and it just—it's just again, it's, it's sad. probably a good opportunity for the other women to wrestle against her. So, no, that's what we I mean. Maybe about. that's a great point, Rob. Yeah. Actually, that's a really great point. She does have mm-hmm. the name too, and she's been around. She's had thirteen. What was it? Thirteen women's championships. I think she's at thirteen now. Yeah, she's at thirteen. And I, I, I the and I she would is agree. Really I would agree if. The, if the women could build off of the opportunity, but they just mm-hmm. never can. The mm-hmm. only person that Charlotte has made that I will even remotely give to her, and I still only halfway give it to her, is Becky Lynch. Becky Lynch is the only star that Charlotte has really made. And again, that is that is Becky also putting in that hard work. So I I just you cannot call yourself the opportunity if you're the black hole where where characters go to die like i'm sorry so name recognition or not name recognition or not if you're not using your name recognition to build new stars then you cannot call yourself the greatest women's wrestler of all time and i have said that once and i will say it again uh-oh the black hole would be a great nickname for her though (laughs) right pretty solid Okay, so uh, oh God, I'm gonna upset some people with that one. Um, <laughs> next up at WrestleMania, we had the WWE Championship match, which was Bobby Lashley was a champion versus Drew McIntyre. Bobby Lashley retained, pulled out the win, and we get the show opening up with this. So it, it's just it's your even if you haven't watched wrestling in 20 years, Rob, I'm pretty sure you knew this formula. The champ comes out, says something, or in this case, the champ's manager comes out and says something. And then one by one by one, you have people coming out to challenge him. And then Mm -hmm. it turns into a match. So uh, before we say anything, what did you think of these uh, two clips of first um, Orton Strowman and McIntyre pitching that they wanted a title match and then the actual match itself? Yeah, I like the idea of uh, that. You know, Drew had uh, just lost the night before. Uh, that the case <laughs> that uh, that um, the other guys were making uh, seemed to make sense. Hey, get to the back of the line. Yeah, uh, exactly. What do you, you get a rematch? Uh, but we end up with a uh, a triple threat match, which is always exciting. Yeah, I love a good triple threat match. Um, mm-hmm. I really. I, I again MVP telling Drew to get to the back of the line was hilarious because it's true. If you lost, get to the back of the line. But I do like the logic of Strowman and Orton coming out because they technically did win uh, their matches. They, you know, they won their matches. I say technically in Orton's case, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, they re- they won their matches. So that would be that would make logical sense if they won their matches. They want a challenge for the title. That should put them one step ahead of McIntyre. But I lo- I do love the thought of putting them in a triple threat match, Matt. You know, I don't know why, but for some reason that promo segment reminded... Well, actually, I do know why, because it's coming up now. Uh, the RuPaul's Drag Race finale. I just all right. imagined all of the, the the queens at the end talking about how they deserve the crown, and these right. three are fighting for the crown, and that's that's what they were going for. And I, 
it was really typical and yeah, <laughs> standard. Was. I think everyone Very had standard. decent arguments. Mm-hmm. And as you pointed out, they had wins going into that match that they ultimately had. But yeah, pretty, pretty standard wrestling stuff. But I was disappointed by the finish because I liked uh, yeah. Drew McIntyre the least out of these three guys. Wow. <laughs> Why do you think that is, Rob? Um, I don't know. I just feel like the, the other two had like more personality. There you go. I think there are a lot of people who have more personality than all three of them. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I this, uh, But I thought that it was interesting that Drew won. I think a lot of people would have been upset if Randy Orton won. And Braun Strowman has been... I mean, I, I'm not, you know, marking this as a, as a point against him, but he has been getting bullied a lot and called stupid for the last yeah. month. So it would have kind of been strange if he won. Why is um, he being called stupid? Shane McMahon. He's, he's oh, not a nice oh, person. That, and, then, yeah, and then he beat up Shane McMahon. At, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Um, I actually... Mm-hmm. It's crazy to me that the McMahon family is uh, like, <laughs> like that was crazy. Uh, Watch the WrestleMania clips that uh, like, what is why is Shane McMahon wrestling? Like, has Shane McMahon <laughs> ever won a match against anybody? Like, does that ever happen? Yeah, um, yeah. But but he cheats like, uh, like yeah. You know. It's, um, it's a, there's something screwy in, in there and, and Vince like uh, I'll say that Vince I thought still looks good but he doesn't sound good yeah he looks like garbled uh, <laughs> he's said, yeah, yeah. Oh, Vince God. is Vince is like like I, I what, what is I mean Vince has got to be what in his late 70s uh, yeah he's 75 yeah, yeah. Uh, and you mm-hmm. say okay maybe he looks uh, like he's like in his uh, 60s but he sounds like <laughs> he's in his 90s Oh snap! Yeah, he, he he really does, and yeah, Shane is still throwing himself off of stuff, and he's like fifty five or something. But <laughs> I do agree with you, Rob. Like, I like Drew McIntyre, but he, I this I didn't like the finish either because okay, so we're getting Drew and and Bobby again, which kind of yeah. sucks because we were just saying on our reaction um, podcast that that's what we loved about the finish at Wrestlemania it was very decisive Bobby Lashley Mm -hmm. handled Drew he made him tap out uh, he made him pass out sorry he made him pass out and it was like okay great maybe we can move on from this and then no we're going straight back into it so it's kind of like you you undid the good stuff that you did on Wrestlemania and I think most of this I think most of this was like that. Like all of our highlights from this week, it was like only, I think in only two instances yeah. was I like, oh, this is some good follow up from WrestleMania. Exactly. Well, Mari, when we spoke during the week, you had said like, oh yeah, and then it'll probably be all like uh, rematches. But like, it, yes, like I, did. I really, like I was like, I thought maybe you were being like uh, sort of like just uh, like joking around. I didn't know. No. It was like, really? Literally. And, and not only that, the next pay-per-view is literally called WrestleMania Backlash. Yes. Thank you. Which yeah, what's weird. This is the first time, the first they, time they did used to have backlash, backlash. but this is the first time that they're calling it WrestleMania backlash, which is, is a weird. Little, a little bit confusing. It's great for searchability, though. If mm-hmm. you are, you know, a casual who tunes in for WrestleMania, maybe you'll be tuned in and maybe really yeah, people confused. Like, oh, WrestleMania is today. Oh, okay, let me order it. Yeah, yeah, I think it's because I think they're just calling it that because they're going right back to uh, 
uh, Raymond James Stadium and they're going to have fans again, I think. I'm not sure. Don't quote me on it. But I think that's why. I think because it's so close together, it's going to be in four weeks. Um, They're going to go back there and they're trying to follow that same branding. Could they have Super Bowl backlash and just have uh, (laughs) the Bucks play the Chiefs again? No. I didn't know. I didn't like sitting through it the first time. Why did I watch it again? Yeah, Patrick Mahomes would be like... uh, Tom Brady, look, <laughs> you got us on a bad day. Let's, let's come out and give me let's another chance. Yeah. yeah, I feel like the energy might be a little bit lower so this the second time around. Maybe people won't be as uh, hyped up. I'm Again, curious, I wasn't though, hyped like, maybe, the first time, but that's just it, me. It, it has to look different visually. It will literally be the same exact set, or uh, same maybe. fans. How about the, what, what if the Chiefs have to play against uh, the Packers and the Bills in a triple threat match to see who gets the chance to then play the Bucks at Super Bowl backlash? That'd be amazing. I, look, I, I'm wondering that? how that. I don't know how that field is shaped, but uh, I don't know if I, I don't know if our if That'd anyone so who's cool. listening has. Uh, has any you've never on seen this, a triple threat football game that's when uh it's, it's, yeah, it's like one team's offense versus the other team's defense and then it's the other team's special teams comes in on fourth oh, down no oh just no is <laughs> this really a thing <laughs> we just invented it yeah <laughs> come pay us for the patent <laughs> yeah come on nfl yeah, or xfl they might mm-hmm. come back. Oh again. yes, I uh, I lo- I really liked the XFL when it was going. It's so sad that COVID uh, cut <laughs> you, that short. You were the only one, Mari. No, yeah. I wasn't. The DC it, Defenders. We were it, we were high. It, it had some heat for like uh, it just was like really poorly timed. Like it was like yeah. four yeah. weeks in, and then COVID hit. Man, yeah. I was I loved it. I, we were going to go to a game and everything. We had we were about to buy the tickets. Um, <laughs> So um, I guess that's it. I mean, again, this is a, a few that is going to happen again at WrestleMania Backlash. Do they now take the belt off of Lashley at WrestleMania Backlash? Like, what was the point of this? Like, that, I guess that's my my question. Well, uh, so we did have the finish of this match, or actually after the match with T-Bar and Mace from Retribution. Oh, right. I forgot about that. Which is that's weird. Strange. So yeah. are they being paid by MVP? I don't know. We don't have time to ask are, these questions. I don't think he, <laughs> do you think MVP is signing checks? He looks like he can. Even if he is, why would T-Bar and Mace accept them? I thought this was whole thing was like about anarchy. So you I know, don't know. You know this, that they don't. This makes sense. This, there's, Rob, no, the, there's no like theme to, to what's happening here, Mari. Mm-hmm. There's they don't the know what guys, they're doing. The two guys that attacked uh, Drew at yeah, the they, end of the match were formally in retribution, which is supposed to be like a anti-fascism rip, like a rip-off of that. Mm-hmm. I don't know yeah. why they would do this. This it makes no like sense. They have like the, the uniform of that, like the uh, totally. leather face yeah. mask that you always see. Yeah. You, you yeah. clearly see those. But yeah, yes. but it, it just doesn't make sense. And we'll see what happens. Maybe it's just another hit out on Drew by Lashley. Yeah. Um, so uh, next, we're gonna get into the WrestleMania match. Can I, can I just ask it with uh, with uh, oh, yeah. so that uh, I, I watched also uh, the Bobby Lashley also fight was that this was also on that same Raw? 
Did he fight Riddle oh, on that? Yes, uh, yeah. yes, he did. He did. Yeah, I like that that they just have the champ fight a random person. Yes, and that which doesn't make sense because he lost. Mm-hmm. He lost at WrestleMania. He steps to Bobby Lashley saying, "I can I get a shot?" But Bobby Lashley was basically just like, "I just feel like beating up on somebody today," yeah. and that's why he, he just let pissed him. him off. Yeah, I yeah. Like that. Yeah, taking the trash out, but good for him. Yeah, and you know, I always get so nervous not to come back to it, but I just need mm-hmm. Matt Riddle to wear some shoes. He's gonna heal her toe or so. I stub my toes all the time around my apartment, so I don't even know how he mm-hmm. wrestles like that. Yeah, yeah, I would never wrestle barefoot. No, thank you, Rob. Mm-hmm. Never. You need that good. ankle support. I don't. Yeah. I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't know why he would do that. <laughs> he might have strong ankles. That's the riddle. Well, why does he yeah. wrestle with no shoes on? There you go. And, there we go. Yeah, and I hate the fact that they took his first name away from him. I hate when WWE does that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, <laughs> but that's a good point, Rob. They did make Bobby Lashley look really strong in that yes. in that um, match. Yeah. So now we have uh, the WrestleMania match: uh, The Fiend, Bray Wyatt versus Randy Orton. So this is. We had a lot to say about this on our reaction podcast. We did. We did, and we had to cut it short. So I want Matt. I want you to walk us through this, this, uh, this match and this storyline follow up because you had a lot to say. I okay. I had a lot of positive things to say about mm-hmm. the fiend Bray Wyatt versus Randy Orton, um, and the match at WrestleMania, where essentially we see Randy Orton come out. They've they've been uh, ex- just going back and forth in this feud for the last, I guess, six or seven months at this point. And back mm-hmm. in December, uh, we saw Bray Wyatt lit on fire, as we saw again in the clip from the promo with Alexa this week. But you know, going into the WrestleMania match, there were a lot of expectations. We weren't sure how they were going to top the burning of the fiend uh, mm-hmm. a few months back and you know without getting into all of the details of it we did see the fiends look really strong in the match um randy orton did win the match by rolling up the fiend and alexa bliss was featured and so i'm a fan of this match mari was not a fan of this match a lot of people actually weren't a fan of this match <laughs> but um i want to i want to give you the floor mari to tell me about how you changed your mind about um this match because oh, i'm still a fan changed, of it i rewatched it i have it. not changed my mind i have not changed my mind the match again like i said that night it wasn't the match the match itself was pretty good it was why did randy orton pin the fiend why did the fiend lose at wrestlemania when he basically debuted a new character in but then an old character and then it was so confusing and then we said that night oh it's about the follow-up they have to follow it up with something or i'm gonna be upset well guess what i'm upset because i didn't like this follow-up either at all so burn. let's get into <laughs> get the it clips. Burn. <laughs> fire. Get it. so this week um on raw like matt said at the end of the wrestlemania match the Fiend was staring at Alexa Bliss with the black ooze coming down her face. Mm-hmm. It distracted him long enough for him to get RKO'd and to take the pin by Randy Orton. So we get Alexa's promo basically yeah. saying what Matt, I think you said, I think you said it that night. Alexa realized she didn't need the Fiend. She had uh, invoked a power 
within herself that now she she didn't need him anymore. Yeah. And just to like to add to that, the thing that I thought was interesting, the thing that I liked the most about that match at WrestleMania, one, it wasn't long, but also we saw Alexa featured at the end, you know, sitting on top of the pentagram. Actually, it wasn't a pentagram jack in the box. They didn't have a pentagram on it. Maybe they were afraid of I think they did. Of making a pentagram too big. Maybe it was on one of the Isn't sides the or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't I don't know. But, you know, we saw her featured and we don't really see women featured with main eventers like that, especially at WrestleMania. A lot of people have been just discounting her in, in, in some ways with them only talking about The Fiend and about Randy Orton. And I like that she's really carrying the torch with this feud. And um, it was interesting because when I watched this segment with Alexa back again, there was a lot of her kind of uh, a, a lot of empowerment stuff within it where she's like, I don't need this man to do what I'm doing. So I thought that was cool. And I don't, I, I'm good with Randy Orton and Bray Wyatt moving on from this, hopefully. Um, but it's been awesome. Uh, well, first off, I think the fiend is very creepy. Uh, <laughs> not, I'm, I'm not a fan. And then uh, everything that that you made me watch was also super creepy and uh, disturbing. Right. And, and I know that's what they're going for. Like, uh, I get it, but uh, this is not this is not for me. No, you didn't show this to your kids. No, definitely to... not. Definitely not. <laughs> well, and also, I think it's unfair. Why does the, they change the lighting for when the fiend wrestles? Uh, it's supposed mm. to be an or like an aura thing. It's supposed to make the match feel different. And I, I guess actually, so, but but that yeah. like what that um like I feels like that this special treatment for the fiend. <laughs> he might have some it's hookups his, in the production. It's his powers, track. yeah, it's his power. Yeah, he does powers. because he makes Definitely the uh, powers. Yeah. the lights. He has light powers. Like he turn the lights on and off. He can turn them red. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. that's yeah. it. Yeah. Yes. Um, so this is all really wild, uh, for me. Mm-hmm. And, and so, yeah, I, so I, I did not have the backstory that, uh, Bray Wyatt is, uh, the fiend. Uh, yeah. so I was a little confused about like, uh, then who's this other guy that shows up and oh, is uh, okay. showing up in the cartoon? Yeah. 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 And yeah. So, uh, Bray Wyatt. And and this is why I say I don't like the follow up because Alexa saying she felt empowered. Okay, whatever, girl. And then she <laughs> see, she has a little voodoo doll sitting there next to her, which looks like it's a, a woman. So I don't yeah, know. I don't like creepy dolls like. either. Yeah, right. mm. yeah. me and not you. Rob's gimmick. Same boat. Yeah. No. Same boat. Um. So I I feel like she kind of addressed it, and it was like, okay, I guess, and. When Bray Wyatt came out in his funhouse, Rob, Bray Wyatt in his funhouse was how we were introduced to the fiend. It was Bray Wyatt, he'd be in the funhouse, and then when he flipped the switch, he would be the fiend. But the fiend got burnt up and was gone. And when the fiend came back, there was no mention of Bray Wyatt. Like it was he came back as the fiend. So this is again something else that I didn't like. Um Bray Wyatt was basically like, Oh, that was fun. Haha, <laughs> you know, I've been gone, but now I'm back. Let's get back to it. Like nothing happened. Like the last seven months did not happen. Okay, we're over exaggerating. It's been like five. But like mm-hmm. the past five months didn't happen. And I am actually floored and I hate it because I think it was like 
two podcasts ago that I said, I wish, I hope that he comes back all burnt up. I hope he never talks again. I hope um, Alexa is his vessel to talk through. I hope we don't get a Bray Wyatt. We just get the fiend from now on. And they said, Mari, we're going to do the opposite of that. (laughs) They brought back the old fiend at WrestleMania. He went from the burn fiend to walking through some weird tunnel. And now he's regular fiend again. And then all of a sudden it's Bray Wyatt's back. And I'm just kind of like let down. because. And then he lost as well. So he lost to Randy. He's back to old fiend. Bray Wyatt is now here, but Bray Wyatt is acting like nothing happened. And it's just kind of disappointing to me. Um, before Matt, before I just, I, w- I just wanted <laughs> to get Rob's just point of view real quick on like a little bit more of that back. Yeah, uh, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll t- I'll take it. I think that wrestling is weird. It's really yeah. weird. This yeah. this segment, this these gimmicks are really strange, and I'm not going to try to predict it. I did appreciate. I'm just going to say before uh, handing it over to Rob for thoughts is <laughs> he did say no more clout chasing, and I never really thought of Alexa Bliss weird. as a clout chaser, but you know. You know, I, I don't know. I think like maybe John Morrison is more of a, a clout chaser on the roster here. But, um, you know, that was a, that was a thought. I, I didn't realize there was such tension between them, though. So who is Firefly? Oh, the, it's just the name of his funhouse. It's the Firefly Funhouse. And that's, that's creepy. Yeah, it's just Not creepy. very fun. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, OK, sorry. Technically, when he was Bray Wyatt, like the cult leader back in the day, the the fireflies were like his fans, like his cult members. They're the fireflies, the people who are drawn to him. You know, that's what it used to mean. But it's been so far removed from his original character that it's just it's just a firefly funhouse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it it's it's always just a creep that creepy little children's TV show type yeah. deal. And I really don't like that. Um, exactly. Does Bray Wyatt ever wrestle as Bray Wyatt? So, yeah, he used to. Before The Fiend went bye-bye, he would wrestle it, it would be, he would he would wrestle as Bray Wyatt sometimes and he would come out to the Firefly Funhouse music and then um, in one of his programs he's like, okay, I don't want to face Bray Wyatt anymore. I want The Fiend. And so then The Fiend would come out. It was kind of like with Foley when he had the, yeah, the different faces. Yeah, yeah. But it, he only did that a few times. He would he would normally speak as Bray Wyatt and then wrestle as The Fiend. And The Fiend is over now? No, no, I, I don't. The I don't think the fiend is over. Um, okay. we'll but I don't it. know where they go from that. I, I honestly don't. They gave us nothing, Rob. To be quite honest, all of this is just us conjecturing off of what we've saw at WrestleMania between what we these two clips that we got this week. We don't know. They and sometimes this is what happens. They just don't know where they're immediately going to take the storyline. So this is filler. This is straight up filler. And it Mm -hmm. sucks that we have to end our podcast on this because this is one of the storylines that we like really followed from the, like literally from episode zero followed from the beginning. And I'm just really disappointed on how it it's ending out. Mm. Yeah. So, uh, any last thoughts on Bray Wyatt, uh, Alexa Bliss, any of that? I'm good. I'm good with them. I know. Yeah. Let's. Yeah. Let's, let's, move, let's move on. Sorry. Yeah, let's move sorry about this, that, Rob. Yeah. You know, know. We, we get it. It's it's we've gotten used to it at this point, mm-hmm. but it's shocking for us too. Yeah. <laughs> 
So we got to talk about the uh, uh, WrestleMania Intercontinental Championship match between Big E and Apollo Crews. It was a Nigerian drum fight. Um, we only got a, a little blurb on SmackDown about this, but basically the match itself, I think we don't have to add to the, the match. We said it was a really good hard-hitting match between Big E and Apollo Crews. They have really good chemistry. The match itself was it was good. It was like, again, very solid match. We found out that a Nigerian drum match is literally just a kendo stick match <laughs> with drums mm-hmm. on Lots of drums around Lots of the drums ring. around How the ring. How do you win the Nigerian drum fight? It's the same thing. It's just pinning mm-hmm. or something. Yeah, nothing to do with the drums at all. And, uh, you know, that would have been nice to see someone playing a drum. I was joking about it yeah. before, but that that would have been. Yeah. Well, I would think it could be like a ladder match of like the first person who like to like like the drum is like fifteen feet above the uh, oh, the ring drum or on something a pole. like that. Yeah. Yeah, I was I was thinking stacking the drums on top of each other and then climbing them to grab the championship, which could mm-hmm. work. All I know is that it was a kendo stick match. That's all it was. We talk about yeah. it all the time. How they try and come up with new gimmick names for gimmick names for the same matches. It's just like they they had kendo sticks and drums, and it was just a kendo stick match. And it's whatever. Basically, during the match, um, to, according to the announce team, an unknown person came beat up Big E to help Apollo Crews win the championship. So on SmackDown on Friday, we got a clip of Apollo Crews introducing uh, Commander Aziz. But if you have been listening to our podcast... Literally like two weeks, a week ago. A week ago. (laughs) You'll know that this was actually Dabakato from the Raw Underground segment, a prospect that uh, WWE signed maybe a year or two ago. Um, and he's brought on as Commander Aziz, and, and, and Apollo said that he was in the uh, Nigerian private guard or something like that, and now mm-hmm. he's going to be following Apollo Crews around, and I guess, I guess. Uh, Rob, what did you think of, ju- like, what did you get from this? Because it's not much. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know a lot yeah. about uh, the Nigerian military. Uh, yeah. Like, <laughs> no. I, I don't know. I, yeah. I, um, like, uh, again, I, I, I don't know, like, um, it, it, like uh, enough of the backstory to have an informed opinion ab- about this. That it, se- it seems that uh, out of uh, left field that we have like a person from the Nigerian guard showing up. Basically, it happens, Matt. Rob. But in, in general, about it, how do you feel about this dynamic with the, you know the the little guy and then his bigger you know <laughs> manager, his heavy? I don't know what we would yeah, call I him. I mean, but he's the intercontinental champion. Uh, he doesn't need a bodyguard. Look, no, yeah, maybe he, he's a heel. Know, actually, so. to, to that point, I don't know why he needs a bodyguard, but he wants one. Who yeah. really mm-hmm. needs one? These are they're wrestlers. The, yeah. the, the best backstory we could tell you was uh, Apollo Cruz and Biggie have been feuding for the IC title for three, two months now or so, like that. And Apollo embraced his Nigerian roots in order to get like more aggressive. And um, he started talking with an accent. Uh, yeah. And so after embracing his Nigerian roots, he, well, bef- before embracing his Nigerian roots, he was losing to Biggie. And then he he finally got a win 
like a non-title win against Big E and then he beat him at WrestleMania. But now he has help from this guy. So basically, mm-hmm. you know as much as we know. Like, this is not something we, we hid from you. Like, this is literally all we got. <laughs> okay. Commander Aziz. This big Commander Aziz. Have like a usually like in wrestling, it's like, okay, well, then like there has to be somebody on like the big E side of things. So you could have then um, uh, Commander Aziz like uh, fight somebody else on uh, the next SmackDown. Well, Uh, well, I mean, he's he's big E. He can handle it. He doesn't need someone with him. That's his his thing. But he does Mm -hmm. have friends. He has friends, which, you know, in WWE, a lot of these Mm -hmm. people don't have friends. But Big E has friends uh, in the New Day. But the, it's a tag team. They're yeah, over yeah, on no, Raw, so I feel mm-hmm. like I feel like um, we'll probably. I don't know if, if Biggie's going to have any help with this one. Yeah, I don't think so. And I I do like that he was Biggie wasn't there. I mean, he wasn't there. He was selling, which is great. I love a good selling the the Nigerian, Nigerian nail, nail that Apollo. Mm. Yeah, he hit him with a Nigerian nail, and that put Biggie out for a week. So. Yeah, well, if you if you if either of you ever um, need to get in a fight or you see a fight coming up, just tape your thumb up, tape your hand up, nice and tight, <laughs> and then just hit someone with your thumb, and that will do it. That'll take them just out. For does a not week. seem safe in either yeah. direction. <laughs> like, yeah, well, yeah, Rob, are you going to Nigerian eye. nail anybody? Any no, I will not. <laughs> not, not. I'm not going to do that. Nope, not at all. You have my promise. Oh, Thank you. God. Yeah, don't try this but, at home. Nope. Yeah, don't try it at home. Exactly. So, again, another kind of cliffhanger-ish-y thing. Um, at least we got we got Dabakato's new name. You know, the wardrobe is still weird. Uh, Apollo Crews, I want to see him as the champion. I, I want to see what he does, I guess. Big E was having a very good Intercontinental Championship run, so I, I'm really sad to see it come to an end. Uh, but this is where we're at. Uh, Apollo Crews might fight Big E. I can't see a world where Big E doesn't come back and then just like take some shots at Apollo. I mean, that, that's what's probably going to happen. <laughs> but that that's all we know. So uh, the Universal Championship match, this is a great match. It headlined uh, uh, WrestleMania Night 2, Roman Reigns versus Edge versus Daniel Bryan. And I did like this. I did kind of like this follow-up because what we get is we get Roman Reigns coming out to a promo basically being like, I did it. I beat the mess out of Edge and Daniel Bryan. Throughout the week, we saw a lot of people complaining. We like saw like, oh, technically didn't Edge pin Daniel Bryan since Edge was stacked on top of Daniel Bryan. Mm. But they they showed pictures. Edge's shoulders were down and Daniel Bryan's shoulders were both down. And then Roman pinned both of them. And we talked about it that night on Stereo that that is as decisive a pin as you can really get there. He really took them both down. And surprisingly, Edge and Daniel Bryan were not there. So we immediately get Cesaro coming out to challenge Roman Reigns. And again, same logic. Cesaro is like, I beat Seth Rollins. I won my match. I should get a title shot. Roman was basically like, "Mm, no. (laughs) But we ended up getting uh, Cesaro versus Jey Uso. 
main event Jey Uso. It's it's become commonplace. If you want to get to Roman, you got to beat Jey first. This is we've been seeing this for the past six months, mm-hmm. and it's fine. I mean, it's it, we're seeing it again. But uh, luckily, we got Seth Rollins interfering because um, at WrestleMania we got Seth Rollins versus Cesaro. So I like this. I like how they merged both those those um, storylines and. It was interesting. I, it was interesting. Yeah. Right? Why do you think? Why do you oh. think Cesaro's getting disrespected like that by Roman? Though Roman just walked away from him. The, Roman and his whole uh, family walked away from him like that. And Cesaro's been around. He's not a rookie. I don't really understand uh, what that dynamic's about. Yeah, way, I got the impression. Look- like yeah. Cesaro is like uh, some like he just showed up and then they're like ah listen like uh, get back to me when you've uh, like put some time in here. They didn't even bother saying that much. They were just <laughs> yeah. like yeah we, he's he's gonna go get the mic so we're gonna walk away while he's not paying attention. So mm-hmm. so this is this could be good because okay. they're starting to bring in a lot of real life Cesaro stuff. So famously, Rob Cesaro is one of those wrestlers who's been in the WWE for a long time, and he has massive fan support. But he's never held like um, the championship title, and a lot of fans have uh, have criticized WWE for holding him back. Vince McMahon famously went on a uh, on a podcast and said Cesaro can't reach the brass ring. So during the Why? Seth- because Vince won't let him or he's not good enough. Exactly that. Vince won't let him. He's the he's a great wrestler. He, I he, won't let Cesaro <laughs> get near the brass ring. Exactly. So so um the fact that they're bringing in all this like we we know this. The fans have known this for years that they always like stop and start push Cesaro. So in the feud with Seth Rollins, um, Seth Rollins brought it up. Cesaro had never had a one-on-one match at WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. That was his first one-on-one match at WrestleMania. Um, they Seth made fun of him, said like, you have done nothing here in the WWE. Cesaro beats Seth. Roman does this, the exact same thing. Like you're a nobody. I'm walking away. All this is going to do is just going to make his fans want to see him win. So this, mm-hmm. oh, now will WWE let him win? I'm scared. But yeah. this is a great, great start well, for. Let me just say, what's so great about Cesaro? Thank you. That's my question too. Because the only thing he, I can tell is that uh, mm-hmm. I think people like it when he swings people around in a circle. Yeah, get him right. I may get or him. may not have done to one of my kids today. <laughs> um, I like uh, I like Cesaro. I am not a rabid Cesaro fan. Right. He's good at wrestling. He's just really good at wrestling. Honestly, that's why a lot of people like him. He's a great wrestler. Uh, for me, his uh, his character needs work. Like they they've never given him a real character, really. And his character is like a like a James Bondy type type of yeah. character. Like they've never really given him anything to sink his teeth into. You but know, the audience loves him. For me, I, I feel like the, it, it seems like he's like a new guy, but he looks like an old guy. Yeah. Yeah. He's always it's, it's always no, kind of been his thing. I was you like, know, how old is he? Is he is is he is he thirty? Is he fifty? 
<laughs> maybe that's his gimmick. That's a great question. I, Benjamin, but may, I don't know. It could be a Benjamin. He does seem like he's actually lo- looking a little bit younger than when he started. So yeah, he's forty. Yeah, he's forty. Okay, so, so right, cut the okay. difference. Yes, his yeah. his wrestling career is long. That makes sense. I think he's been wrestling for at least fifteen years. He's the. Re- and again, the reason why people love him is he was an indie darling. Like he's an indie wrestling god. They loved him. Everything he's done on the indies. He's been signed to the WWE since what, 2014 or something? Maybe sooner than that? Was it sooner 2012? Probably. Something. Sounds, yeah. He's yeah. been there for a very long time and has not, again, has not gotten that championship belt. So people feel like he's underutilized. Yeah. I think I think what people love most about him is that he swings people around though. That's <laughs> like that's his thing. He can yeah. just swing you around can, 30 times. Like that. Exactly. Like and yeah. you know it's simple. Kids love it. Everybody that's likes what it. Sorrow is. Yeah. yeah. Um do people like Roman Reigns now? No. Well, do no. they like him? Do they do they do they like him? No. I think they like him. I think <laughs> I mean, they like I him. like him. Kill Roman Reigns, yeah. They didn't used to like him. At, you know, they they loved him when he started, and then they didn't like him when WWE was starting to push him and just put all their force behind him. And then he was out with leukemia, came back after yeah. a very short amount of time. People yeah. loved him. Mm-hmm. Then the pandemic happened. He became a heel. People, I don't know. Maybe people love. I think people do appreciate him at least. I, I appreciate him, but the, I don't know if you saw uh, if it was on one of the clips, Rob. But at WrestleMania, he got booed, but he yeah he did it. He wanted it. So exactly. Yeah. Well, I feel like that. Um, you know, The Rock. You know, famously, like it wasn't mm-hmm. until he became a heel did he really like connect with the fans. I was, uh, you know, I. Uh, I'm surprised it took this long for them to get to Roman Reigns the heel. Yeah, they explained that um, for for his heel character to work, they wanted him to be seasoned, more seasoned. Um, that's what Paul Heyman has has yeah. uh, said. Uh, that's their their idea about this heel character. He is now the head of the table. He is the undisputed tribal chief of the WWE. Like he has the the little gray hairs to prove it, mm-hmm. and um, I love it. I love the run. I love this heel run for Roman. I don't want it to stop. To be quite honest, for a while, personally, yeah. So, um, but I th- I I think he will just always have people who don't like him. Like, yeah. No matter what he does, he will always have people who truly don't like him. Period. And you know, not think, playing along. Yeah, exactly. And I think the good news is, like, we we're going to at some point, if it all works out, going to see Roman Reigns versus The Rock at WrestleMania, yep. probably in a couple of years in LA when that mm-hmm. happens. And so, I hope that Roman's going to stay as a heel. He, he's done incredible work. It's just been fun to watch, and yeah. he's just such a boss. He just shows up and tells people like it is. I like him. So, yeah, mm-hmm. how could you not? And everyone likes his hair a lot, actually. Mm-hmm. Love his hair. Love so, good hair. So yeah, lustrous. Yeah. yeah. So I think no matter what, he can. I, I think they just want to keep. They want to keep that title on him because whoever takes it off of him, they want to make sure that they they build a star yeah. off of him. It's not going to be Cesaro. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Um, yeah. Yeah. 
I don't know. Probably not. like a pizza place uh, that uh, like, what do you, we're going to get from Cesaro's tonight, (laughs) but he's Swiss. Yeah. He's Swiss. Yeah. Exactly. This pizza. Is that a, is that like a Long Island thing? Yeah. Yeah. I I just think it's going to be great. Whenever he does drop that bell, I feel like it's going to be a great moment because Roman does do a really good job of putting over people over. Roman had people convinced that Braun Strowman was a good character. So, like, Roman can really put people over to mm-hmm. be quite honest. And I, I can't wait to see that. And I think I think no matter what, he'll be a heel. I think he'll be a heel for, for a good couple years, title or no title. And yes, we need to see Roman versus The Rock. Like, that needs to happen. Like, has to. Oh, mm-hmm. it's happening. Yeah. If the, and if it all works out, you know, it will happen. They WWE would have probably put that on this year if they could. But yeah. And, and the good thing is, I, I, I think if I'm going to guess, because, again, this is one of those open ended we're we're trying to wrap things up, but this is open ended. Uh, I think Edge and Daniel Bryan will come back and I think they'll fight each other because the, the, the message we were told throughout that whole match was that Edge or Daniel Bryan could have won that match, but they kept getting in each other's way. So I think when they come back, they might have a little mini feud between themselves. And then Cesaro will have to go through Seth Rollins to get to Roman. So um, this could be like a contendership. Maybe we'll get like a contendership match at WrestleMania Backlash to see who can face Roman. I, I can see something like that happening. Um, then Money in the Bank is down the road in June. So we'll see what how that goes. But I think this is a very smart way to merge two of the storylines in a logical way that could probably keep Roman from wrestling for a while so that he holds the belt. Um, so I, I like this. I, I like everything about this. And I'm definitely going to uh, keep keep up with this. Yeah. And I wonder what we're going to see between Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns. Of course, they were part of the Shield. That's how they debuted on yeah. the together. So WWE loves to come back to this story of, you know, Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins. And we, I think we'll see them together at some point. We really haven't seen them cross paths since. Right. Seth returned from maternity leave, I guess, a couple, a month ago at this point. So it should be interesting. I wonder who will be on Cesaro's side in his corner if we're going to get Cesaro with Daniel Bryan or what they're going to do there. But I think it'll be fun. It's a lot of really talented people. So um, it's going to be well done. But who knows what WWE is going to give us these days? Yeah. Uh, Any last thoughts? Before we move on to the main event, we could go on to the next one where we will. Oh, Mari, are you are you ready to dive in and talk about none other than the EST of WWE? Even though the WrestleMania graphic said that she was the EST of NXT, oh, Bianca did? Belair. Oh, I they missed did. it. They messed well, up. Yeah, it's okay. Everybody oh, has cool. a bad day. Yeah. Uh, so the WrestleMania match. One of the greatest WrestleMania matches of all time. I don't care. I said it. Uh, the SmackDown's women ch- Women's Championship match, uh, Sasha Banks was the champion versus Bianca Belair. And Bianca, uh, she won that title. She she won the title in her WrestleMania debut in what was an amazing match, her versus Sasha Banks. I mean, we literally just gushed all over this match. Um, 
in our reaction. And it was just, it was such a good match. It, it was really good. And uh, I, I, I get this follow-up. I like this follow-up. Um, again, they left it very open-ended, very, very open-ended. Um, and this is just what happens sometimes in those weeks directly after the pay-per-view. Uh, Rob, um, we didn't, we couldn't send you the match. Sorry, guys. We couldn't send Rob the matches. We we just had to give him highlights because mm-hmm. you know, it's behind a paywall. But just, did you look into this match? What did you think about from everything you saw about the match between Sasha Banks and... Yes, uh, well, I've, I've I've heard about the hype for uh, for many weeks. Uh, yeah. That, uh, mm-hmm. I, I, know, I know how excited uh, you both were, and I listened yes. to your uh, reactions <laughs> to uh, this match. But, um, yeah, it's uh, re- very uh, incredible. Congratulations <laughs> to uh, Bianca for mm-hmm. uh, bec- becoming the you know, I, I feel like I learned more about Bianca this week, and I know less about Sasha. Which yeah. is which is fine. That that makes more sense because uh, they they're shifting. They have to shift that spotlight because Sasha was in that spotlight, and they're shifting it on to Bianca now. What did you think of uh, Bianca? The shift there. Um, well, I mean the the thing that's really you know uh, striking to me is just like her her hair and her ponytail. Like I <laughs> yeah. never, uh, I'm so worried about her that uh, she's going to get hurt. Yeah, it's not the most practical thing, and like it, I think the person, the wrestler who the women's wrestler who has the best hair is Rhea Ripley because she keeps it short. No one's able to <laughs> get a hand on it and grab it. Mm-hmm. Bianca goes the other direction. It's such an iconic like, look. Exactly. Uh, but it's a good look. Like I just like, mm-hmm. uh, like I'm just worried it's going to get caught in the turnbuckle or mm-hmm. uh, like there's so many different ways that like uh, I, I wish that, uh, you know, and she like wrestles with with the long ponytail. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I would like to see her like put it like into some sort of like Princess Leia style bun <laughs> right. or something. Uh, just like I'm like get like a bobby pin and <laughs> just to uh, like I'm so worried she's gonna get her, like uh, decapitated. Uh, well, Sasha, you did everything she could think of to use uh, Bianca's braid against her in that WrestleMania match, which is what made it so awesome but i don't know if you saw um bianca used that braid at the end of the match she whipped it against sasha's stomach left a very big scar um Mm. and used it to finish out the match after after the whole match of sasha using the braid against bianca bianca got the upper hand used the braid against sasha and ended up winning it's just a a mastery of, of of storytelling especially with two black women fighting over yeah. a black woman's hair. Yeah. It's just, it's just so good. Um, the storytelling and she actually trained, she trained on how to wrestle with that braid. That's why when <laughs> she does, so. yeah, I mean, but you know what I'm saying? Like She, whenever she's doing certain moves, she knows where to put it. She knows how to, to either hold it or she has had it down. So hopefully you won't have to worry about her too much. Rob. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I hope that makes uh, you feel better. Yeah, but uh, it's very exciting. Yes. <laughs> Matt, it's been a week. Have you come down from that high? Well, tech, okay. So from immediately after watching the match, absolutely, but mostly just so I could function in the real world. Right. Um, <laughs> no. It was a phenomenal match. It's still my match of of 
of it's the match. It's the match for me mm-hmm. that I want to point people to when they ask why I love wrestling and why yes. I've been a fan. We haven't gotten this over our time as fans ever. This just hasn't happened in wrestling history. So the fact that we have this match uh, between two black women, as was mentioned, I believe for the first or possibly only time right before the match by Michael Cole, like blows my mind. Mm -hmm. Um, But like the fact that we got this was really awesome. They did a really incredible job. We saw Bianca's strength on full display and they just did a great job telling the story. And the nice thing about all of this is that this week we've gotten a little bit of the victory tour with Bianca and mm-hmm. it's just a lot of emotion from her and a lot of gratitude from her, which, you know, we don't get a lot in wrestling. So it kind of feels nice to nice to see that. Yeah, I love I just love that in every reaction video they have of her, like immediately after a week later, she's just so thankful to be given that opportunity. Very humble, you know, um, just crying, just reliving it, crying before the match. Like she is just so thankful to be given this opportunity to do this at this high level. And she gets it. Like we, we talk about how wrestling is fake. It's scripted. It's whatever you want to call it. Don't call it fake. It's it's scripted. The outcomes are determined. And that's why that's the main thing that people will be like, who cares if she won the championship? They they were gonna give it to they gave it to her. But that's the thing. They have to trust you enough to give you that championship. Like that mm-hmm. that is the, the thing there. It might not be, you know, one in a way that you're not expecting it, but you have to convince the people in the back to put yeah. Their prize possession on you, and that's not you the will lottery that you yes. know, just like, uh, like, like pulled the right ping pong ball backstage, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so, I just love that it means everything to her, and you can see it means everything to her. Um, so I, I that's why I like this match. I, I love the little victory party that they threw, um, yeah. uh, Rob, uh, the Street Prophets, yes, Montez Ford is her husband. Uh, the skinnier one yes that's her, that's her husband yeah i saw and, somebody came up and kissed her at wrestlemania yeah, and i yes. said uh, but he was wearing like street clothes i yes, was like was, oh yeah. like is her husband like a must be a civilian and came up and uh, <laughs> so that's so interesting yeah nope they met at uh wwe tryouts they both um they both came into the wwe around the same time about five years ago or so yes. they met there and they got married i think they got married uh, a year or two ago it's oh. very recently but yeah. they've been dating since then and they are so cute um like she said she wanted them to go and get that gold and that's where we go into our highlight where the street profits went against um the dirty dogs, uh, <laughs> which, that's what they're calling themselves, which is weird. Yo, oh, it's big, great. I what's, don't, what's, I don't get it. Weirder sexy muscle friends, uh, oh, which is yeah. another tag team that we haven't talked about today or dirty dogs. I, I sexy muscle that. friends is weirder that's, than yeah, dirty that's, dogs. <laughs> yeah. okay. just, that's, just that's a that. women's tag teams too. <laughs> but yeah, so they 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 had an immediate tag match there, and I was oh, I was so hype. I really wanted them to win, but they didn't. I'm like, dang it! And Bianca said, "We only wear gold in this house." So mm-hmm. I'm hoping he's the, sleeping the, outside. Right. <laughs> The Street Profits have been on a, a comeback tour to get those belts because they, they're the ones who yeah. lost the belts to them. So yeah. I hope it happens. I couldn't imagine um, if my wife was the SmackDown Women's Champion and then I uh, <laughs> couldn't even win my tag team match. <laughs> 
You have yeah. a partner? You can't even win your match? Do you realize I'm the SmackDown Women's Champion? <laughs> the nagging would be out of the I world, would love right? to see that. I know. Yeah. I, think I, I would feel very, like, uh, inferior. Yeah. I, you know, but the good and rightfully thing is... So. Montez, rightfully so. Montez has a, a track record of being very supportive of Bianca. Yes. It is all up and down his social media and his Twitter. They are, you know, they, they are grounded in faith together and they just, they love each other. And I mm. love seeing it. I want to see it more. I, I follow them on every platform that they are on and I hope they get it. I want this little faction. I want this faction to, to happen. I want the Street Profits to get that gold, maybe at WrestleMania Backlash. I don't know. We'll see. And then I want her to be able to walk out with them and I, that'd be so cool to me I, I i want it to happen i really i really do uh this was a very very special special moment matt <laughs> this matt did either of you notice that yes Dolph ziggler has yes. okay just want to make sure that you saw that he i guess he had a clip on braid uh maybe he got it sewn in or something i don't yes. know but he was wearing a bianca belair braid during the match just yes. kind of to mock her i don't Dolph ziggler yeah i didn't notice this yeah for Dolph ziggler until the end of the match yeah but it, that was very understated and i don't know where he got that braid from first i don't of all. know either mm-hmm. but that's it safer was- because i feel like then if somebody pulls on that then it'll come off it it True. really looked like one of the sexy muscle friends gave them a, a clip of, of their Ooh. hair to, mm-hmm. to put in there. That might have that actually He's such a troll. Dolph Ziggler, Ziggler is such a troll. That's so funny. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But I I do want to get in real quick. I couldn't find any clips anywhere because WWE oh, sucks. Can I ask one more question? Oh yeah. Uh, street. What, what's the origin of the street profits? Because when I when I uh like I, I when I first heard street profits, I felt thought like oh. It's P R O P H E T S. Mm-hmm. Like uh, they have like uh, yeah, prophetic things that they're saying. But it's P R O F I T S. Like are, are they like yeah. uh, like in- investment bankers? <laughs> no, no this the, is WWE. So <laughs> they they, they ha- they're they're drinking out of solo cups too. Like I don't yeah. know what, what are they profiting budget. from. They're basically they they started off as a tag team. They're like they just they have lots of swag. Like they just yeah. they just ooze swag. De, uh, D'Angelo Dawkins, like originally before they became tag team a tag team, he came out in like a baller gimmick, like a base, like a basketballer, like he was. Because I think I think he used to play football though, but he he okay. had like a basketball gimmick. Montez, and then they put them together. Montez Ford. Um, I don't I can't remember if he's an athlete, but they basically they're like the street profits. They're they're very swaggy. They used to have their own like backstage segment where they go around talking to people backstage and kind of like clowning on people. They're okay. just they're just two goofballs that are just really fun to watch. Okay. So the the profits, it's just wishful thinking, basically. I they're think not, they're making money. They're in WWE. <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> not as much as Bianca, but okay. Oh, snap. <laughs> and they always bring out the solo cups because it's a party, like, every time they're out there. And, and it's it, they're just fun. They're a, a really fun char- fun characters. They were uh, they were really fun on NXT. Yeah. It was a little different now uh, that they're high on the High flyers, yeah. Yes, exactly. And they're just fun. I love them. I love the Sweet Street Profits. They've they've had they've held both the SmackDown and the Raw Tag Team Championships. Um, very well decorated team, to be quite honest. So, 
they're they're only on their way up and i'm pretty sure once vince is in, is done with him and wants to rip that tag team apart like he loves to do mm-hmm. um mm. i think montez will probably get the push um once that happens yeah uh, yeah unfortunately but this is this is all good we're still in the bianca uh stage because we got uh Sasha backstage. B- Bianca did this whole promo saying thanking Sasha Banks, just saying she she knew she could live up to that moment because it's something she had visualized. She gave the perfect baby face promo of just like I visualized I could do it, I knew I could do it, you know, um and I'm going to defend this championship and mm-hmm. thank you Sasha because it takes two to tango. It was a great promo. I I love Bianca. But then we get Sasha Banks behind in the in the back, just seething. Like she said nothing. The, Sasha just she had an interviewer there. She was just mad. She's just mad. She didn't have her title and she left. And I was like, okay, great. Sasha's mad. Looks like we're gonna get another try because Bianca has been very vocal about getting another shot at Sasha, you know, having uh Sasha have an immediate rematch. And then to put it even more into perspective, we got a Bailey promo directly after as well. And Bailey said, um, I can't believe that Bianca has the title. I am going to restore some prestige to it. Now I'm going to chase the t- for the title. And th- of course, WWE, again, WWE didn't have any clips on there on about this, uh, uh, you know, um, immediately after. So I was very pissed because I watched it live. But yeah. Bailey is coming for the t- the title too. So we have both Sasha and Bailey coming for Bianca's title and I cannot be any more excited. Like I am jazzed. This I can't wait. I don't I don't know what's going to happen. Bianca was on talking smack saying that she wants to face Sasha again. She's already pinned Bailey. She said all the four four horsewomen can come at her. Uh Matt, what did you think about this follow up? Well, it's good to see that they're that they're getting in there. That we we have some direction for Bailey. We yes. know what Sasha's going to be doing. We kind of knew that she was going to be mad, and right. we'll see how mad exactly. But I, you know, yeah. I'm I'm looking forward to whatever they're going to throw at us with these three. So I was watching from the WrestleMania highlights, and I uh, Bailey is uh, interviewing people at uh, yes. WrestleMania, and I'm like, yes. what, "What is this? Who is who is this person? That's like uh, this like uh, uh, Edna from The Incredibles that's just out there uh, interviewing uh, everybody? I didn't know that she's even like in the mix." Yes, uh, she was the longest reigning SmackDown Women's Champion. Uh, she, unfortunately, she didn't. She didn't have a feud going into Mania. She didn't have a feud going into Mania. So she basically tried to steal hosting duties from Hulk and um, Titus. So she was popping up on WrestleMania. She popped up at the announcer's desk saying, like she was announcing. She popped up hosting before the Bella Twins. Um, assaulted her basically mm-hmm. Bailey is just funny she's a heel who's just basically is there to annoy everybody so I was I thought she was I, she had us rolling and cracking up at Wrestlemania and I'm glad that she is now serious and back to business and trying to go for that title I think we're going to see some more shenanigans with her How you can't go oh, yeah. from her messing around like 
messing with everyone at Mania, kind of trying to get, you know, she was trying to get the NWO old school to too sweet her and show her a little bit of love. You're right. Any of that. Um, I like goofy Bailey a little bit, but I, I like to see get Bailey in the ring too. So I'm glad that we're going to get her in the ring. Hopefully not too, too much of a, of a goofball. Exactly. Um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm just excited. Uh, Rob, Rob, I don't know if you got to see any of the clips, but, uh, Bailey, Bailey and Sasha, I don't, I, I don't care if they have to go through each other because they're a uh, little backstory. They're like best friends and they've created like, they've had great feuds together. Maybe one of the greatest women's uh, wrestling matches ever they had like six years ago together. So when they, when they have a match, that's going to be great. If they include Bianca into that, that's going to be great. I'm just really excited. Um, were you able to get any of that from any of what we just said? <laughs> so that uh, I definitely was able to take away from what you said, but I uh, hadn't seen uh, any of uh, Bailey outside of the WrestleMania yeah. clips. Yeah, which really is unfortunate. They really said she just didn't have a feud going into WrestleMania to justify her being on the card, which is they should have had her fight Charlotte Flair. <laughs> <laughs> we agree. Some give her anything, Stop something, it. anything, mm-hmm. please. Yeah, but okay. B- because cool. Bailey and Sasha Banks basically kept the the company afloat throughout the pandemic. They really mm-hmm. did, and she didn't get anything. So, I think that I, that's it for me. Any um last last minute about Bianca and Sasha? <laughs> anything else about Bianca and Sasha we could I know like, we were I know I'm like another hour like, of, like, of talking about them but nothing nothing new about Bianca and Sasha other than I'm just glad that they'll continue to to put yeah. them together because there's definitely something there and that was only their their first match but I yeah. wonder what we're going to see crazy. down the line yeah. as the feud develops yeah um can I go back to something from WrestleMania yes I was just about Please. to say uh Rob, is there anything on WrestleMania that you Um, The WWE Hall of Fame. Uh, What a joke this is. (laughs) Agreed. Agreed. Right? I mean, first off, like every single wrestler that ever lived uh, is apparently in the WWE Hall of Fame, right? Pretty close. We're getting there. Yeah. yeah. There. Are there some people that are just like frozen out that they're like uh Vince doesn't like them and, and they'll never get in, but it's like some of the people that like they did the yeah. roll call of the <laughs> who's being inducted. I was like, what really? Yes. And this well, this year is different too, because they had to induct two classes. So it it really seemed like a lot of people too, because uh class of twenty twenty uh, uh Hall of Famers, they didn't get to celebrate last year. So they did them on night uh, one. Yeah, and then on night yeah. two they did uh class of twenty twenty one. So yeah, it, I know, I get right. it. it. It's made up though. And then <laughs> William Shatner is in the WWE <laughs> Hall of Fame for what? Yes. What did he ever do with wrestling? They have a celebrity wing. What did still what what did he ever show up at any wrestling event ever? They showed some clips, but I don't don't, I don't remember ever William Shatner being involved. That was way before me. Like what so of all years to induct him. But then again, we have Drew Carey in the Hall of Fame. Drew Carey had his moments. Those were great. We who, what other celebrities do you Ozzy have Osbourne they inducted also that was that was also that strange. was a weird one to me I was like okay 
Mm-hmm. I guess it's just because he's played the entrance themes a few I times. I think at this point they 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 need a celebrity each year. So one day we'll yeah, see Snooki inducted. Mm-hmm. Probably Snooki was. At least Snooki had a match. I would I'd be did. like kind of okay with that. <laughs> like, she's undefeated. Yeah, yes, she's uh, undefeated at WrestleMania. I guess William Shatner. Uh, monkey flipped Jerry the King Lawler in 1995. What? Yes. Oh. Yes. Well, is, is Pete Rose in the WWE Hall of Fame? Yes. He okay. is. He hasn't been yeah. removed or banned. He's not or in the like baseball. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Baseball Hall of Fame. Uh, no. Yeah. Uh, okay. That's that's good to know. Yeah, their Hall of Fame is is becoming a. It, it's going. I think it's joke. A, it's yes. a, oh my gosh. It, yeah, it's not a say. joke yet. And one day they'll have like an actual building. I'm sure that we could all the three of us go visit, go you'll see the you William know, Shatner pose, statue. Go, yeah. Exactly, go pose I, with the Shatner. I statue. think they do. They have plans in Florida for. Oh, they do. Mm-hmm. They do. Yeah. I think. Yeah. I hope it's like the like the wax museum. That would be a lot of fun. <laughs> well, if they have the fiend in there, then count me out. I'm not going in. <laughs> No, one no, day, no. one day he'll he'll be in there in the Hall one of day. Fame. But it's uh, just a made up list of people who haven't pissed off Vince. That's all it really is. To mm-hmm. be quite honest, it's a short, pretty short list, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, that's it. Those were our highlights of the week and our WrestleMania highlights. Again, all of our highlights are in our show notes in a very convenient playlist there for you. P- feel free to watch along, follow along with us. Um, but that's all we got for you that's all we got <laughs> we tried there's not they didn't give us much this week to be quite honest they didn't give us definitely much not at all <laughs> um but it's time for us to say bye to the big boss man himself uh <laughs> rob thank you so much for uh coming on and, and just chilling with us yeah, well, this was really fun to, you know, be able to like uh, uh, check back in with everything that was going on. You know, I uh, listened to a lot of episodes of the podcast, so I kind of had like some yes. familiarity with what was going mm-hmm. on, but it was nice to see it with my own eyes. And like, uh, you know, I, I have been like uh, tantalized with the idea of like uh, starting to show this stuff to my kids. I just uh, yeah. <laughs> not 100 percent sure if it's a great idea. What's the right age to start showing kids wrestling? Oh, don't ask me. My two-year-old watches it. He mm-hmm. he full on watches it. And All right, he so let me direct this to Matt. Drops elbows. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's me. the right? This is a t- look, Rob. I think the more that that you could help your kids avoid wrestling, yeah. like maybe <laughs> wait until they're now, so in, in their fairness, teens. Like I show my kids Survivor and Big Brother, and mm-hmm. then you know it's a little bit sort of like. You know, for us, like that's kind of like the family business, and so yeah. Uh, but I, I don't necessarily want to be like uh, a Vince or a Ric Flair, or it's like, <laughs> like I, do, like I definitely like don't want to pressure my kids to feel like, hey, like, uh, you know, we're gonna, you're being raised to like follow in, you know, dad's footsteps and mm-hmm. go into like this is what you know you're gonna go on to do. Like, I feel like that I, I have failed as a parent if my kids uh, end up like going into uh, reality TV right. when they want yeah, like that's not what they should aspire to do. That's but funny. they should aspire to be pro wrestlers. Yeah. I, I, could see, I could see Anthony taking on pro wrestling. The way I, I think that's for Nicole. Around. Like, uh, I really feel like that this would have been a, a calling for her that she oh, really wow. like, uh, you know, uh, I'm surprised that she never really wanted to pay more attention to it. 
I would yeah. like to. I would pay a lot of money, Rob. A lot of money. We'll t- we'll talk negotiations later. But yeah. you know, I would love to see it. <laughs> you and Nicole backstage with Ryan Popola. You know, maybe we end up with a tag team match. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Nicole maybe I could be, be her manager. Like yeah. I feel like, the, yeah, maybe that's it. I'm gonna ask her yeah. if she ever thought of it. I feel like at one point maybe she used to watch Tough Enough. Oh, oh. yeah, Tough Enough was so good. Yeah, oh, did, oh, I, I oh, wow. want to talk to Nicole about wrestling. She would love women's wrestling, right? She now. really women's would. Wrestling she would be very, so she would be very right excited now. about it because she yeah. wants the box, but she doesn't want to get hit in the face. That's this is for her. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Like wrestling yeah. is the best. Just so like she's practicing her like fighting all day long, yeah. but she doesn't want to get like uh, really punched in the face. Yes, I, I think the best her. way to start it off is like most kids have access to YouTube. We sent you a whole bunch of YouTube mm-hmm. clips. You just send them. You just have your boys and Nicole watch some really nice um, mm-hmm. uh, women's wrestling uh, clips. I can always send those for you. <laughs> You really have to. Yeah. You really have to. I think pick and choose, and also make sure that it's from like definitely after 2015. After sure, 2015. sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe, maybe I'll put on uh, Sasha versus Bianca for Nicole and see. What oh she yes, I would love to hear what Nicole has to yeah. say about that. Yes, um, but that, that's all it is. It's just introducing. Don't don't show them any of the fiend stuff because no, you don't. You want no. them to go to sleep at night. <laughs> You know, WWE is notoriously family friendly. That's why a lot of people don't like it. A lot of less wrestling fans don't don't really like it. But yeah, yeah it's so, it's something for everybody. It re- it really is. It's it's something for everybody. Um, it sounds weird saying this, but what are you up to, Rob? <laughs> yeah, are you on anything? Yeah. On, yeah. Uh, shows? This is, this is a, a, like a super busy week for uh, the podcasting because we're doing, of course, the the Survivor countdown, but then also the Circle came back uh, this mm-hmm. week, so I've been uh, binging uh, the the Circle uh, to do a roundtable today. Then also, like I've been falling behind on my Big Brother Canada, so I've been trying to oh, catch yeah. up on uh, all of the Big Brother Canada stuff. So. Uh, we still have then uh, uh, 90 Day Fiance finale Yay. coming up on Monday, and mm-hmm. then uh, we closed out Tough as Nails. So it's been a busy, okay. uh, yeah, a busy week. And then also on Robin and Kiva Need a Podcast, we're uh, doing, uh, we're calling it the uh, Podcast uh, Power Hour, where we're listening yeah. to 12 different podcasts this week. Oh, uh, to give you a review of what's happening on uh, a bunch of different podcasts. Yeah, how's how's that going, Rob? Have you decided? I, I saw a tweet from that Akiva. Yeah. Oh, oh. yeah. Are you going to watch on or listen on three X speed? I no, don't know I think how. I can. I think I can do it between Ooh. today and tomorrow. Okay. Oh my god! And then I okay. start Survivor Samoa. So who? Oh, yeah. But so which podcast? Like who? He got like a list of different of different ones, just like uh, different like uh, a lot of entertainment podcasts. Hmm. Yeah. I, I have some suggestions if you guys need some. He's got the list locked. Yeah. Yes, no, just always uh, be the, the wrestling rehab. Yes. So, where can people find you, Rob? Of course, uh, you could find me on uh, Twitter and Clubhouse. I haven't been Clubhousing as much uh, yeah. at, at Rob Sisterino. Uh, and then, uh, of course, uh, you could find everything we're doing over at robiswebsite.com. All right. All right. Yes. So oh. I, yes. Uh, thank you so much again, Rob. Thank you for coming on. Thank you for giving us this platform. Uh, <laughs> should, should I say thank you for letting us go down this journey? We have mm-hmm. reached our destination. Yeah. 
Um, well, let me say that. Thank you. Thank you both for doing such a great job uh, that uh, you, you two had had a, a vision and uh, le- executed on it. And uh, it's been you know incredible work that you've both done. And I've been uh, I have been in awe of, uh, you know, just how professional uh, you two have both been. And, uh, you know, just what what a great job you've done uh, with this uh, podcast where you had such a strong vision and then executed on it. Yeah, well, we we're just happy to be here. We were talking about it a lot on Purple Pants podcast, but we're happy to have a platform to use it for not just talking about the shenanigans in the wrestling world, but also some really important issues and like flipping the switch from the really serious to the really goofy um, and back. And so thanks for giving us that that space, Rob. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah job well done. I appreciate you saying that. Yes, and uh, we are just while we have you on here, we're just gonna let all the listeners know we will be taking a yatus. Uh, this will be the last <laughs> wrestling we're half up. We'll see when we'll we'll let you know when we come back. You can always follow us for any updates. Uh, you can follow us at the wrestling uh, at wrestling we're half up on Twitter. Uh, you can follow me at Mari talks too much on Twitter. That's two like the number two. Matt. Matt Scott GW on Twitter, other places. Um, and you could also find me in the RHAP patrons group. Yep. Um, you could find me also in the job has a squad cast group. And yeah, we're just yeah. around. Hit us up and email us wrestling at Rob has a website.com. Lots of ways you could find us. And also let's uh, like um, just we're, we're talking about what uh, season two is going yeah. to look uh, is going to look like uh, yeah. that uh, that you both like want to take a break. Uh, this wasn't like uh, we want to put you on the shelf. No, there was uh, no. No, you hired us. You yeah. no, really no, hired no, no. us. <laughs> rumors. Vince McMahon. Our rumors. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You, <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, Mari, your husband asked me to release you. Yeah. 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 No. Uh, probably yes. Yes. We. 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 Can't, we've come. To We've done the journey. WrestleMania is over. We're going to take a break. Uh, we need. A, I need a break. I, I can't talk for Matt, but I personally. No, let's need go. Let's keep going. <laughs> like, I could use a break. Um, just uh, being a full time podcaster is such a great like it. It's such a great thing to do. It's such a different journey, and it's something that I hope to be able to do for a long time uh, but I also feel like sometimes you have to step back and you got to take some time because I personally have a family so I got to just make sure that they're good and situated before I can really just really really jump jump head first into this and I think this is just yeah. a logical stopping point as well because we set out this was our vision like Rob said our initial vision was to do a podcast where it was a road to Wrestlemania we we let our of the casual audience, you know, feed into it, bring you guys up to speed with what's going on, introduce you to the world of wrestling, have WrestleMania, and then see what happens, you know, create our own little space. And I'm really glad we got to do that. And as long as Rob lets us come back for a season two, I'll, I'll be back. Um, so yeah, just keep follow, follow us for news. And and leave us reviews. Just let us yes. know that you appreciate us. We're always we always love to to see that, and we're excited for what's coming. Reviews and ideas um, are really what 
we would love to hear thinking about season two. But everything that Mari said, I'm on board with it. Uh, mm-hmm. And just happy that we could be here. And next time, we'll have to actually create your rehapsler, Rob. I, yeah. I have some ideas. All right. I, have, I, see, I see it. Yeah. There's the well, vision. Yeah. And then also, you know, the big uh, thing that's coming up in wrestling in the fall is the uh, the uh, Renap Royal Rumble 3. Uh, oh, we better. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. This so, is a, look. If I had one goal coming into the, this podcast, is to end up as the winner of the Royal Rumble. So look, mm-hmm. I'm 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 here. Let's go. I'll take out Akiva. I'll take out Ali Lasher. <laughs> yeah. Whoever, who who do I need yeah. to throw out? Yeah. Okay. Uh, we'll see if you could ever top me throwing Chester out of the ring and just oh, like a, like a yeah. like a uh, I, I don't even know what gorilla press. I think I could. I think I could top Clarence uh, throwing himself out of the ring. So. <laughs> yeah, that was an all-time moment. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yes. All right. Uh, well, thank you both for having me. It really means a lot to me that you wanted me to come on and uh, talk with you about the wrestling, even though I have uh, mostly no idea what I'm talking about. Oh, no, we loved having you. And again, we uh, we got to have you. This was just this was just a bad week. To be mm-hmm. quite Not for me. It was just, I wish we had way more content for you to watch and be excited about, but I, I knew it. I was like, oh, this is going to be, it's either hit or miss. It's always either mm-hmm. hit or miss directly after such a big pay-per-view. So, WWE. um, yes, we can't wait till we get a do over a, a doozy. So, uh, thank you for coming. All right. So let's get into our shoot segment. Uh, the shoot is a, unplanned, unscripted, anything that's happened in the wrestling world this week that we just want to talk about. Um, And this is a big week. Again, you have WrestleMania. You have like, WrestleMania is the end of one season and it like ushers in the new season. There's always sweeping changes after WrestleMania. So let's just talk about the first sweeping change. Uh, It was announced that uh, NXT will be moving from its Wednesday night um, spot to Tuesday night, and which effectively ends the, the quote-unquote Wednesday night wars, where both NXT, WWE NXT, and AEW were both coming on Wednesdays from 8 p.m. Eastern to 10 p.m. And so it's over, and I'm happy about it. And hopefully this means we can stop, we can really, really stop. Let's, can we just stop pitting these companies against each other like i we we don't talk about nxt as much you know i keep up with it as much as i can um but these last few weeks we've been really busy and getting in the thick of like that wrestlemania buildup. we just hadn't had a chance to follow nxt and AEW is the same i actually i i still watch both of them i we right. just don't have time to talk about it <laughs> because we you know we our podcast cannot be five hours long um so that's a little in, inside tea you know it will be five long. hours long one day so um uh, when we have akiva and ali lasher on right. it will, we will hit that five hour mark but we have to wait for them and you know to your point like i think one of the issues and we see this probably in a ton of different ways in wrestling, but with this example of the Wednesday night wars, the reality is the Monday night wars were such a unique thing in wrestling yeah. history and nothing will be the, the Monday night wars. I mean, maybe one day we will see something to that effect, but it was like such a perfect storm of a lot of things. There were 
like 5 million people watching each of the shows at each one show. point. It was like, it was wild. I mean, maybe there yeah. were people flipping back and forth. So I don't understand the Nielsen yeah. ratings fully, but it was a lot of people. And it was a different time. And people spent more time in front of their TVs. And there wasn't YouTube where you could just go watch it all after mm-hmm. the fact. And the way that we consume is so much PDRs. different. The mm-hmm. way, the way that that WWE wants us to consume is so much different than what it yes. was then. So, I mean, like TNA, I think in 2010, I want to say like they had a, a a Monday Night War with WWE on. Wasn't it SmackDown? Didn't it, it was raw. They did a they did a raw on to get specific January fourth, twenty ten. Wow. It was you did your homework. No, no, no. I didn't do homework. It's such like a vivid moment because Hulk Hogan showed up in TNA. All of these like ex WWE stars showed up and debuted that day. It was actually kind of a mess in the start of a, like a dark era for TNA where Hulk Hogan was really involved, even though he's like 80. And, <laughs> you know, like we're not going to get that war. WWE has that same position. It, and honestly, Competition isn't bad for WWE. That's not what I'm saying. And and it's not bad for wrestling, but it's just not a war. Um, we saw Chris Jericho. Well, I actually didn't haven't watched it, but uh people saw Chris Jericho on the Steve Austin podcast on the Broken Skull sessions, I right. should say, uh, more mm-hmm. specifically. And like we don't need to be fighting each other. We don't need exactly. heat, and we don't need smoke. And exactly. that's what I'll say on on that. But how are you feeling about where things go moving forward? Because there are only so many nights in a week. Like, do you mm-hmm. think we're going to see a Friday night war soon? Maybe we'll see a Tuesday night war. Maybe there'll be a Monday night well, war. I don't know. Like, I, I'm just glad. I I'm hoping this move puts an end to all of this, but I, they've already they've already been posting the ratings for AEW this past Wednesday, what, the first Wednesday that it's been unencumbered. They mm-hmm. they did 1.2 million or whatever. There's People second, are already... It was their second highest. Yeah, they're, they're already still doing it. So it's at this point to me, it's whatever. I, I consume them both. I consume them both at a later time because I have a DVR and I fast forward through stuff. So mm-hmm. it just doesn't make sense to me. I don't, I just don't understand the fans who hang on all onto these ratings. Like they get paid to do it. Like no offense, any of the listeners, but I just don't understand it. I'm just glad that it's over. I'm glad that if I want to, I can watch Raw, then NXT, then AEW. Maybe take a break and then watch, you know, SmackDown. I, I like that. I, I much rather that than, you know, being behind on sometimes when I get caught up on it, AEW, I get behind on NXT, stuff like that. So I'm just glad it moved. But technically, you know, Impact is on on Tuesdays. Impact is on on Tuesdays on Twitch. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> is it? Is it? Yeah, so uh, we I don't know that yeah, like you said, there's so so many days in the week. I'm just I'm just glad I'm I think this is only what's best for wrestling fans because you did you said it amazing. Like this is not like Monday night. This isn't when everybody and their mama watch wrestling. Wrestling is fighting over the same two to three million fans. Let's be real, guys. We're all we're fighting over the same fans. So this is only good for the fans that these these um shows are moved to the different days like but to that point i think you know and i can relate to 
this fight over the fans. I was, well, number one, going to say, I don't think it, it doesn't need to be a fight over the fans, but mm-hmm. we've, it's, it's kind of just been this dynamic of I'm a WCW person. I'm mm-hmm. a WWF person. I'm an ECW person and such brand loyalty there when like, I get it. There's so much content that you do have to choose, but at the same time, when it comes to WWE, you could choose to watch Raw and SmackDown and maybe not mm-hmm. watch NXT, NXT UK, 205, like all of that stuff. Um, with AEW, you could choose to watch Dynamite and not watch Dark and all of the right. other programming they're putting out there. Um, with Impact, you could choose to to watch and you know, <laughs> you know um, and it, it you know it, it yeah. And by the way, I will say I've heard great things about impact product um and so no shade there but you know there's only so many hours in the week and you know what we've been watching because you've been hearing us talk about it (laughs) yeah so i so i'm just glad i'm glad hopefully the stan wars the fan wars will die down hopefully both brands will get their just due we can get eyes on both brands i i'm here for it again i that frees up my 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 dvr you know, to now move something up for Tuesday. So this is great. I, I, I like this. I'm I'm glad that it seems that while the fans are out here yelling at each other, the, the companies themselves just don't really care. I, I think, I mean, well, other than Jericho being the demo God and all of that. Look, I'll, and here's the thing. I, let me just give like another um, perspective on it, which is that, the more wrestling, the better. The more wrestling right. content, the better. So I don't know, Mari, would you say that there's like 10 hours, maybe 12 yeah. hours of wrestling each week that's on t- on national TV at least, right? So yeah. 12 hours a week. Well, the more that we get, the more people get exposed to wrestling. And sure, it might not all have great ratings, but you know, part of why I think we see people like Logan Paul pop up in WWE mm-hmm. and even mm-hmm. Bad Bunny is to draw in more people. We need exactly. more people to be having those water cooler conversations when we're mm-hmm. actually in person again at water coolers about mm-hmm. wrestling. So let's let's do what we can to support all the wrestling that's out there rather than tear down the other person and what they're doing. And we get it. We we're not positive on everything, but we want it to exist. We do not want these companies to go out of business. And um, I'm sure that comes across perfectly clear. So exactly. Exactly. So, yeah, I, I, I'm glad. I'm glad it's all it's all mm-hmm. done. Uh, and, yeah. and NXT wasn't run off Wednesday nights. It's because um, NBC closed their NBC sports. They closed down NBC sports or something like that. So now like hockey or something has to go onto the USA network and mm-hmm. hockey's on Wednesday, something like that. They basically got pushed because a live sporting event needs to be on USA network um, on Wednesday. So like, let's, it- let's stop with the, let's stop with the whole AEW ran NXT off the night. It, it's literally all business, guys. All of this is business decisions. Yeah. You know? And we don't even need to come for hockey. Like, it's cool. Let's just be supportive. <laughs> Let's invite people in. Let's not be like, you know, trolls with our uh, Apollo Crews style. Well, I guess this wouldn't be trolls, but uh, let's not be trolls and let's not have spears and threaten other people. Let's welcome them in. Let's embrace them. And that's what we're about. Sending right. a message of love as we wrap 
up the season. But, you know, there's so much we could say about this war. There's a bigger topic that I know that we need to dive in and talk about. And so, well, uh, you know, uh, there's a lot to say. (laughs) The bigger topic is WWE just did their yearly round of cuts like every year, normally around this time, they start to cut their talent and Last year was especially devastating because they cut talent in the middle of a pandemic. Um, This year... mm -hmm. A lot of that was people being even temporarily furloughed. I know when Mm -hmm. I'm thinking of that, I'm thinking of producers that were temporarily furloughed. And it made sense that people were released. Um, This year, though... I will point out with all of the people that were cut there. Well, there's a lot that we'll talk about here. But um, one thing to note is that 2020 was an insanely profitable year for WWE, Mm. especially without the live events and the touring and all of those expenses. I think that's really how that worked out. And yet they still had their their budget cuts. And they cut a lot of a lot of names that I know. Yeah. Some, you know, some we get, but others, it's not, you know, we didn't need to see them go. It's sad. Right. Shout out to Wes on Twitter who made sure we saw this. Shout out to Force of Wit on Twitter. Anybody who reached out to us. Shout Uh, out to the wrestling world on Twitter because this was obviously a huge story, especially as the names Mm -hmm. kind of um, piled up over the course of a couple of days. Yeah, so the list of talent who have been um, released, at least in the past two days that mm-hmm. uh, that we know of, is uh, Billy Kay, Mickey James, Chelsea Green, Tucker, Kalisto, Sorry. <laughs> Wesley Blake, Samoa Joe, Bo Dallas, Peyton Royce, and Mojo Rally. So... Let me just get into, I'll, I'll tell you some of my key points to take away from this list, and then you give me some of yours. But mm-hmm. then I think we'll save the big guy for the end, if you know what I'm talking about. The big guy? Yeah, the big guy that's on here. The big name. Well, I was, was going to say, I, look, let me just start us out with this for a second by, mm-hmm. um, you know, there like some of these names make a little bit of sense. Mickey James, I hope, you know, she's phenomenal, but I, I feel like if I'm in Mickey James' shoes, I'm just happy to be there. She was gone for a while, came back, and she's insanely talented, but also mm-hmm. she wasn't being used a lot. I think she was in the Royal Rumble, and we haven't seen her around a ton. She was actually out and then came back, faced Asuka, and then I think was out again um, last fall or something like that. So Mickey makes sense, but I just want to put it out there. The Iconics, my mm-hmm. Australian tag team championship team, Peyton Royce and Billy Kay. I'm, I'm like, I might be most broken up that they're well, one that they were broken up, but that they're gone. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't get it. I don't get it. They're, in, they're together, especially they're insanely talented. Billy yeah. Kay is full of charisma, and yeah. she's gone. And, and it, uh, yeah, and it even kind of pisses me off like, even more that Billy Kay and Carmella pinned Naomi and yeah. Lana just for Billy Kay like to be they, 
toss in the middle of the the feud. Oh my god! I w- look. This isn't a video podcast right now, but if people could see my face, it's just like I am. I don't get it. Like we have Billy Kay and, and then there's Peyton and I just don't really understand the, yeah, I don't don't care. They didn't know what to, they didn't know what to expect. So even at mania, there's a few allegedly uh, stories behind on this list. So uh, Mickey James allegedly released, uh, possibly asked for her release because uh, allegedly, Bruce P- Pritchard uh, from WWE is not a fan of her husband, and he is currently the head of creative for at least SmackDown. So a lot of a lot of whispers that Mickey James is held down because of the animosity that she has with the producer backstage. Allegedly, Chelsea Green uh, more than likely let go because she's. Unfortunately, she's had several injuries that have kept her off the main roster. Mm. She's been signed to the main roster for like two, three years, but she's never wrestled more than a few months because she just unfortunately kept getting injured. She got injured on her raw debut. She broke her wrist. So um, uh, uh, last year, a little bit uh, like mid last year, um, Tucker. Tucker was hanging on by a thread in it. NXT. He had been in NXT for a few years and he was almost on his way out until they found, uh, they put him with Otis. And so yeah. him and Otis did a great job in NXT. They were brought up to the main roster a little bit too early. And the moment that they were broken up, Otis and they tapped Otis as the, the one to go to. I was not surprised that Tucker was going to be released. Unfortunately, I, I do feel bad for him, but he has been in developmental hell for a long time. No, I mean, Otis, Otis is just to jump in there too. Like Otis mm-hmm. was definitely the star in stand up and has a lot of charisma. And I, I right. I'm not even particularly a fan and, but he grew on me over time. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I think one of the problems is when like one, you bring someone up who maybe, you know, doesn't shine as much as the other stars. And I feel like that's the case with Tucky where maybe yeah. Tucky, mm-hmm. <laughs> where he could have used more of that seasoning or something. Well, the, the personality wasn't there. Yeah. Unfortunately, like Tucker, Tucker had at least two other tag teammates before they found Otis. Like he, he is really. It's kind of like D'Angelo Dawkins. I don't know if you heard the Street Profits story, but D'Angelo Dawkins had been. He's been in developmental as long as like some of the New Day, and he just could not get over. They couldn't find him a a partner until they finally put put him with Montez, and that's exactly what happened with Tucker and Otis. Tucker had went through a few partners never got over finally put with Otis got over and he's just not he just hasn't he just doesn't pop when he's when he's by himself so it's very unfortunate Kalisto being gone now that really sucks I I really like Kalisto I I'm I love that Kalisto's best friends with Sasha so I do feel yeah, bad I for figured. Sasha for that yeah um Kalisto I feel like was he was right there but WWE just does not do really well with international stars. Like we've seen that. So that really sucks. I hope he bounces back. But you know what? Not everyone could be on the roster too. I think, I think he could be the WWE. If they're not using you. And I think this goes for like everyone here with one 
exception of someone who was very much being used. But like, if they're not using you properly, you could do better, especially in a post-pandemic world. And I'm excited for all the opportunities for Kalisto and and others here. And that's the that's the that's the thing. It just depends on what you want out of your wrestling life, out of your wrestling career. Mickey James, I think it was her who said on Twitter, she's lucky to be out of these golden handcuffs. It was either her or Chelsea Green. I can't really remember. But if you want to get paid and you want the money and you're willing to sit in catering, some people don't mind. Other people want the, the championship. So you just never know. Wesley Blake, um, part one half of Blake and Murphy. Same type of deal. I, like it's it's crazy that they have these similar backstories. He also couldn't. Um, he also needed to find a partner in NXT. Put him with uh, Murphy, and they were they were solid in NXT. They they broke up in NXT. Murphy went to the main roster to do big things, and Blake stayed in NXT. He was a part of the Forgotten Sons when Jackson Riker um, said some very weird things. The Forgotten Sons got disbanded, and yeah, it's just it's just a lot of this that's kind of seen it seen it coming. They just they just couldn't do anything. Bo Dallas, I have no idea why Bo Dallas is on this list. Like I love Bo Dallas, and I I don't know why he's on this list. I I don't know what he's been up to. I don't know why he hasn't been on our TV screens. Bo Dallas Bo Dallas has everything. I just don't know why they don't. I don't know why he's on this list. Um, Mojo Rally again. I don't. Mojo, I've never connected with him, even though he's from my state. Um, he's he was very green in NXT, um, and I think he's he's still a little green. But all of these people can definitely find more places to go. That's a great thing, like you said about wrestling right now. There's so many companies that any of these people can show up to. I personally would want to see the Iconics go to T uh, to Impact because they have a women's tag team division there, and it would kind of be cool to see them against uh, Tasha Steeles and Kiara Hogan and them. That'd be kind of cool. But the thing that I think they dropped, the person they dropped the ball on the most has to be Samoa Joe. Like Samoa Joe, unfortunately, he's same boat. He's been injured a lot since being on the main roster. But how do you let Samoa Joe go and not be worried? Because I'm going to tell you now, if Joe goes to AEW, I'm going to consistently watch AEW. You know what I'm saying? Like he is a needle mover for whoever picks him up. Maybe he goes to New Japan. That'd be amazing. Uh, like out of all these people on the list, uh, Mickey James too. I think Nikki James is a needle mover as well. Uh, she's proven that she's been on the Indies before, but they're needle movers, and they WWE has to be scared. No, no, I disagree with that. Last really? point, though, about WWE has so much talent. They could, I bet WWE could, you know, Vince McMahon could sit with a printed out list of everyone on the roster. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's like 15 pages and then just tear off three pages and throw them out without looking who's on it. And they'd be fine. <laughs> just because of like all the star, star power. So, they do, yeah, I mean, the be- one reason I feel bad in the sense that these are like, these people's livelihoods, but yeah, I don't see a world where WWE is using Samoa Joe to the best of his ability. And the oh, good not. news is mm-hmm. you can really make a career outside of WWE. Yes. I mean, look True. at Twitch alone, where WWE stripped that away from their mm-hmm. performers, where they're no lo- where most of them were no longer allowed to go on Twitch or to have mm-hmm. Twitch accounts or Cameo. Like, if you're Mickey James, you could 
definitely make a career just out of being on Twitch, just out of Cameo. I'm sure she Mm -hmm. wants to do a lot more than that. But all to say, I feel like most of these people are better positioned than where they were with WWE financially. you know, maybe not, but right. You know, from other from the creative perspective, they definitely are in a better place. So, but I'm with you on Samoa Joe being a needle mover when he's healthy and able to compete, and I I imagine that that will come again. I'm not sure what's been happening with his health. That you know, mm-hmm. that's unfortunate, but very much. I, so. I think that I think that we'll we'll see him back in the ring again, and maybe we'll see him back in WWE again. By the way, I'm not sure about this but he was released mm-hmm. I don't know if I don't know I have to probably do more research but I'm not clear on if they he have was done just com- he was completely released like talent no, no, no. contract and no and I'm just com- saying from what he was saying on Twitter what he was alluding to on Twitter yeah. he, like he still ha- he has to sit out his 90 days and then it's go time okay, but so he's WWE yeah, WWE has done it before where they release somebody and they bring them right back. Yeah. You know, so you, you never know. You never know at all. Joe, Joe could go have a, a great run, though. He's actually someone who I could imagine being like the most likely to return out of this list of people mm-hmm. because he's obviously someone they really like and trust. He, he's, he has charisma um, in a way that I don't think people would have thought that Joe did, but he was on commentary and people heard from him. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure that the office likes him. So let's go see him have a run with Impact, with AEW in Japan, mm-hmm. like you were saying, and then come back. I would love to see him back um, if WWE could figure out what to do with him. And they've kind of like scratched the surface before with him, but right. um, he, Joe deserves better. And I think it, you know maybe this is a great time in his career to be somewhere else. Especially sure. while, you know, again, hopefully he's healthy and able to compete at um, at the best level he can. Right. All right. That, that's all, all we have for the shoot. We just wanted to talk about some of those talent releases. And like Matt said, it sucks. Nobody likes watching people lose their jobs. Like, no. really don't. Um, so hopefully we hope all of these wrestlers bounce back wherever they go. I would love to keep in touch with what they're doing since there's just so many opportunities for wrestlers out there now, which is so great. It's, it's great that WWE is not the end all be all anymore. Um, so we'll be keeping an eye out. Please let us know if you see any of these uh, wrestlers out there. Um, so Matt, this was just, this was great. This was a perfect season finale. Um, this has been a great journey with you. It's been a great journey with a lot of our listeners, our patrons, getting to know all of our patrons and their thoughts about wrestling. Um, any takeaways from the last three months? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's that wrestling, wrestling can be really fun and it yeah. is fun, but it's also easy to get tied up in it and not have fun with it sometimes. Right. And then, there are also these very real things that happen like releases, but also like a lot of the, I mean, not to like overstate the importance of our commentary, but like the social issues that we'll dive into and cover. Mm -hmm. And we've talked about all sorts of stuff. We've talked about colorism before racism, sexism, sexual assault. We've talked about being fired. We've talked Mm -hmm. about 
Uh, I don't know what I was just going to start so naming much. issues. Homelessness. Yeah. Right, well, we definitely have talked. Okay, we've talked about everything. We've talked yeah. about everything. Mental health. We've talked about to an extent. Uh, so yeah, representation matters. We're so thankful that we have this representation in this space. Um, and really we do thank Rob, you know, we, you heard yeah. us thank Rob a little bit, but we probably like literally need to get him uh, a bouquet of flowers or something. Yeah. To, um, <laughs> edible arrangement. To, yeah. And then we'll get Rob an edible arrangement to thank him. Um, especially as we plan for season two. Yeah. Yep. Season two. We'll be back. We'll see. Let um, us know I, though that you want us back. Yeah, you never uh, know. You never know. Like what'll what get us back know. faster is if you uh blow up yeah. uh, Rob's inbox. Rob at Rob has a website.com. Oh um, no. <laughs> he's gonna be so mad. Don't do, you can't him, do that. Don't do tell that. Him no. you wrestling Rahaf up. Okay, yeah. Okay, like, but uh, the other thing that you should do, the the bigger thing you could do is that you can <laughs> You could uh, leave a review on the podcast feed. Um, Give us five stars. Um, Mm -hmm. Even more, share this with a friend or with a few friends. Like if you have some friends who you think would love to get back into wrestling or love to get into wrestling. I mean, I at least would recommend that they start with episode one. We have the clips in the show notes. They don't even mm-hmm. need to find a place to go back and watch. So exactly. what are you waiting for? Come on. Let's go. Let's go. Let's yeah. Show us some love though. Yeah. <laughs> show us some yeah. love and let, let um, us know what ideas you have for season two. Yes, I don't know why I'm we would, it like we would that. love to hear some ideas, maybe some new yes. segments, um, something Ooh. like that. We, we would love to hear from all of the listeners. Guest uh, you, ideas guest ideas oh yes matt did a great job of on his ig takeover asking you guys who you would want to hear on the podcast let us know because now now that we're like up and running we might be able to get some of your favorite rhap podcasters (laughs) we have had oh we have had the favorite uh, podcasters i'm sorry i I said it like Uh, yes we have (laughs) but i mean like you, okay. All right. I just I Look, think Mari, that. Thanks no, that. no, we're yeah, we're shutting it down. But yeah, we might be able to get everyone's favorite Nicole Sesternino on the yes. podcast. And um, I'm with you. There are some people who I'm sure do people not watch like wrestling, who do not yes. care about it. But absolutely, let us know on Twitter, especially who you'd love to see on the podcast, and tag them and like let them know that we exist. Yeah. Exactly. Um, So, um, and again, you can follow me at Twitter, um, on Twitter at Mari Talks Too Much, to like the number two. I'm also there on stereo. Follow me on stereo just in case I feel like talking to somebody about something randomly. You'll get a little notification that says Mari's talking on stereo. Yeah. Um, And Matt, where can the people find you? Not just your plugs, but what are you gonna be? What are you gonna be up to podcasting wise while we're on let, this yachtist? Let, let me give let me give them some things. So number one, at Matt Scotchy W. You never know if I like Mari. If I decide to go wild and just get on stereo, you could find me there. You could find me Twitter, um, especially, but um, Matt Scotchy W on all of the platforms. I will also mention in the immediate future that. Mm-hmm. Actually, next week, I will be on the Circle recap, one of the recaps with Perrin to cover things, to let people know the deal and the download, the 411 on what's happening with the Circle. It's been fun to start to watch that and actually watch something other than wrestling because I have 
like very intentionally not watch BBK9 and a bunch <laughs> of other shows. Um, and you could also find me otherwise. Well, I, and I talk about all this stuff on Twitter, but um, I have a thing called Let's Care. It's a podcast that, uh, you know, infrequently I'll update, but it features changemaker conversations and my interviews with them. And it's kind of like, the Terran show without it being the Terran show in the sense yeah. that just sitting down long form interviews and that type of thing. So that's where I'll be. Mm-hmm. But Mari, where will you be over this yatus? So of course you can find me doing BB can coverage, maybe Ooh. even this week. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> I will also shocking. be doing, I know shocking. I will also be doing some circle coverage as well. Uh, yes, Mari on the circle. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> Where else? <laughs> on the circle coverage. Uh, <laughs> because oh, it's such not a great. Actually, not actually. Yeah, actually. Not, no, not. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yes. Um, but because it's been a great, it's a great season so far. So I, I actually had to, I shamelessly begged to be on the circle. I didn't care. I was like, I need to be on one of these podcasts because it's a mm. great season. Um, and then, of course, you'll find me. I'll be around you know i watch yeah. everything if anybody asks me to be on i'll definitely be on so um i i still plan to be busy podcasting during this yeah this you know i just won't be doing the weekly the weekly wrap up um but uh this is not a goodbye it's a see you later right, i feel Matt? like we need to as we go okay um, no uh 30 seconds oh my god royalties oh no you're trying to get us really canceled you think that uh, they're they're gonna sue they're gonna sue rhap for the rights (laughs) if that happens honestly well i guess we're this is the last time you're hearing us but we tried it we tried it um shout out to vitamin c right graduation let's go Season two. And by the way, you know, you will probably see Mari and I pop up and do some special edition podcasting here and there. You might even see us podcasting about other things, maybe together. Who knows? We don't know. But, you know, you never know. And that's the exciting thing about RHAP. Um, So keep a lookout. It's really important. Sign up for the Patreon. Get access to our patron um, Discord because we will, we might be hosting some events over there. Follow mm-hmm. us on Stereo. Follow us on Twitter. Um, that way you'll know everything we'll be doing when we decide to just maybe pop in, say hi, and pop back out uh, during yeah. the Yadis. <laughs> there we go. So, other than that, for one last time this season... Go ahead. Um, (laughs) Watch out for any flying elbows. And we will see you guys. Bye-bye. 